Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. And we are back again. Episode 489, November 1st, 2021. New season. Format and everything going on here. Rick Dare, K, Captain Bunch of TalkPunch.com here with Destin. And tonight, a lot of stuff is going on, as always. Quite the intro. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to be discussing the death of a company. What are you wearing? Halloween costume viewings. Surprise releases, ratings war or flaw, shooting on the top two brands, unexpected health issues, surprising entries in the PWI, as well as an NXT Halloween Havoc review. Because that's been one hell of a show, I gotta say, as much as people give them heat, they're managing to boost a little bit, and that's something that I'm happy for them about. I'm not looking for the demise of any company at this point. I am happy to say that, at least for them, not for me, but I did hear children pattering about because I stay indoors. I'm not a part of any of that shit. I don't (laughs) want anyone knocking. I'm not giving out any candy. I don't have any of my own. I don't want any of my own. I don't like them. I'm not fond of them. I watch them from afar and I rescue them in games, but I don't interact with them in life. They're kids. And that's what Halloween's really about. So, you know. But I am happy to say, I digress, I am happy to say that uh, it was nice that it wasn't like a ghost town like it used to be. Like last year, there were just no children. The absence of them, well, just felt like the world was ending. It technically was at that time. But, yeah. Yeah. It technically was. And uh, it still might, but at least they were a distraction. But I started hearing them outside and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and then the funny thing about it is like, I... uh. I didn't mean to uh, it to be in conjunction with the launch of Halloween, but I just happened to padlock my gate. Had nothing to do with them. People were going in to the uh, garbage. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we had the bottle collectors in this area, but they were like literally, it's like a gated area. They'd come in through the gate and grab the bottles. So uh, putting the padlock there, it would just happen to be Halloween. Now I kind of must seem like the Scrooge of Halloween if there is such a thing. And anyway... In the spirit of Halloween, there have been some interesting costumes that have come into play. So I wanted to go through some of them with you guys so that we can look here. But one of them was Caleb. Fun. Yeah, one of these was Caleb Braxton. This one's my favorite. <laughs> oh my god! One sec, I gotta bring. Okay, here we go. Oh my lord! Yeah, that's messed up. Why? <laughs> Ah! Don't do that! My name is Paul Heyman. I serve as special counsel for the reigning, defending, universal champion, whoever that may be, whether it be Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, or the stray cat I pass on the way into WWE's The Bump. If the check clears, you have my vote. 
Where is uh, that Kayla Braxton? She is wonderful, isn't she? I know I give her a hard time on television, but it's because she's so... <laughs> ah! Stop doing oh that! <sighs> Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moth, welcome to the book. Guys, it's actually me, Kayla. We... Actually, me like yeah. we can't tell. Terrible. That was not good. <laughs> what? That was a horrible impression. Leave being funny to the professionals. Oh, <laughs> I love how she had the audacity to confirm like nobody knew. That is priceless. I gotta love that one. <laughs> they said, "What? What the WTF did she do to get that OMG? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, with them, with the truck, and with the props that they have, they have a prop guy there. If you have a connection, I'm sure." She's not the first yeah, person yeah. who wanted to be Paul Heyman. Oh, and my I, God. I saw that. I didn't even see the video. I didn't know there was a video until just now. I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, my Lord. No, I knew what it was. I haven't seen anything before I came on here. I just <laughs> put all this together. Uh, let's see. So what we got for costumes. We got Braun Strowman first up. Oh, I this. saw him, but I forgot what it was. Oh, my. There he is. All right. That's a fanny pack. killing me over down like that. He says, let's be real. I bought this to be funny for Halloween, but it's the legit most comfy thing I've ever worn. And it's Braun Strowman in a flower dress. With a fanny pack. With a fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> That's a combination I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. <laughs> so I, I got to put the, some context to this next one. Oh, that's alarming. Let's start with a story. So you all know Dana White, and there's all kinds of speculation and rumors about Dana White and his quote-unquote recreational activities. I don't deal in rumors here, but nonetheless, they're the kind of rumors that if you're probably already thinking about them without me saying what they are, they are. Uh, So that being said, Dana is known for partaking or at least in the rumors he's known for partaking and 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 there's mma fighters that have accused him of this that he has heat with that have said look dana uh you know there's a certain brand of sugar that he likes that uh you cannot buy in the regular grocery store and uh if you know what i mean wink 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 not judge shake shake you know it's the money sugar <laughs> i think you call it money sugar so uh and I never thought this, but Jake fucking Paul, he dressed as Dana, right? Like, do you see this shit? I, I, oh God, I can't unsee it ever since I've seen it. I ain't been right since I've seen it. That kid is fucked up, man. But hold on, because we got to get the comparison up here so you could just see how far this shit went. Weird. What a troll, right? You got to give him credit for that one, man. That is a rib and a half. (laughs) Right. And he's holding a bag of Coke. Did you notice that? We got to go back to the other one. I didn't notice that. It's like the implication is beyond an implication at this point. Let's go back for a minute. No, actually, that's the Dana one. No, I want the actual one. Hold on. I put the wrong one. I got so confused with how good he is. I almost put Dana back up. I love how... I love that phrasing. Oh no, that's not that's that's not the Dana one. That's the actual one. Ain't the Dana one. So then look here, and then what does it say? UFC is is what? Oh, I can't even see. Oh fuck! It says on the back, unlimited free cocaine. <laughs> UFC, unlimited wow. free cocaine. 
and the tweet itself reads and to me that was like the big banger that was the exclamation point on top of the way he looks and everything else the tweet itself while he's holding this unlimited free cocaine ufc it says happy halloween from dana white and his hookers and then it has like a ghost and a and a pumpkin (laughs) you i i don't understand happy halloween from dana white and his hookers let me see something. Can I can what I bring up just I didn't put it into our system before, but I'm fast as hell now. So let me let me do this real quick. Because I didn't think about how funny the, the phrasing on the tweet itself was. <laughs> and I, I, that's great. People must want to <laughs> kick these these Paul's asses, man. That is a legendary troll right there. Happy Halloween from Dana White and his hookers with the ghost and the little pumpkin at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I... <laughs> Oh, my God. So let's see. In the realm of fiction, because I'm not going to entertain rumors, but in the alternate realm of fiction, disclaimer, I don't know anything about either one of these young women. (laughs) But who has the better hooker? I think it's preferential here, right? As far as, well, who has who has one hooker? I feel. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it'd be a preferential. It'd be preferential like the, hookers. Like, the right one, the one to the right has a bit of a J-Lo vibe going on, you know? Where, like, the the one to the left is more of, like, a, if you're into, like, that girl from Clueless, what was her name? The one that would actually be wearing a bunny shirt? <laughs> I ain't watched Clueless, so I have no idea. Damn, now I feel old. But, yeah, that, that what's her name? Come on, somebody <laughs> help me out. What's the, what's the girl from Clueless? Please, somebody must know this girl. She used to be hot. She probably still is. I used to be. Am I thinking of the right movie where she has like a little dog and shit? Oh fuck! No, I might not be. <laughs> Someone's gonna Someone gonna. Be a let me see something. It is clueless. Yeah, it's Alicia Silverstone. Was that her? Must have been. This the movie? Or am I thinking of a different movie? I might be thinking of a different movie. Yeah, this one. Yeah, that was the one she wanted to be a lawyer. This is a coming of age thing. I don't remember who the hell was. No, this was with Stacey Dash. These girls are actually hotter. I'm trying to think of what the one is. That I'm thinking of. Legally Blonde. There you go. Stacey's got it. Legally Blonde. Why did I say Clueless? <laughs> all same shit. You know, it's all the same thematic bullshit. <laughs> it's all the same. But the one to the left is more of like a Legally Blonde. Which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's just a mindless shag. Legally Blonde. Going by the fictitious world, of course. I still can't get the lead's name. Come on. Reese Witherspoon. There we go. Reese Witherspoon. She has that Reese Witherspoon-esque cuteness the other one's like more of the milfish hooker again going by the outfit and the character i'm not calling either one of them hookers just to roll their plane we're just saying who makes the, who makes the better hooker if we're if we're gonna go with it who makes the better dana just to be fair so that we're gender neutral you know we do both of them who made the better dana i mean i'd say the one that could probably actually fight and no not you jake i'll take the hooker from the right and the dana from the left as like my hangout <laughs> as my hangout group if you want to guys want to any of you guys pick either one i'm not judging here but i'm just saying if i'm hanging if you're asking me what's the ideal like if i had to pick this group and this is my click but i can only have a dana and a hooker it's going to be like a i don't know any three people groups that we can think of oh god i don't know i can't really think of any right now three life yep. crew three life crew yeah why would that have to be the one that we couldn't do like a shield i guess not because it has you, it has you know a, what it is because i, I tried to think of ones that if you just ask like a general group of wrestling fans you wouldn't hear and that's the first one that came to my mind that's the thing it's hard to name a stable 
without insulting them, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, whatever the stable yeah. would be. If I had to make a stable with me and these two people and I get to choose any version of them that I want, then I'm going with the hooker to the right and the Dana to the left. I get the real Dana, so I get the benefit of his real money and resources. And, and then that means I get the, by default, I get the benefit of the real hookers. But I'm assuming that no matter which version I go with, I'd have the benefit and advantage of that, right? Come on, Jake. You can't tell me you don't have <laughs> access to something. As Regal would say, you can't tell me that you can't get better slappers than these. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you brought that back again. I have faith in you, Jake. You may be young, but you know what? I feel like at the same time, Dana would have the good shit. Like he's been to Vegas multiple times. Oh, yeah, you know see, what I mean? See, Dana's going to have that high quality stuff. Like that. It's going to be stuff everything's going to be good. Your family, like. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be like top notch, top tier quality with the amount of money over there. Everything's going to be the best. The hookers are going to be the best. You're going to actually be sniffing freaking uh, frosted donut powder thinking it's Coke. That's how good the resources are in that place. <laughs> You'll be like, this is good shit. They nope. That's just that's just the frosting from the donuts. You haven't even tried the Yayo yet. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was just frosting. Holy shit. This place is amazing. That's what it would be like with Dana. Some strong ass frosting, Dana. Like Jake Paul's not 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 a Dana money yet. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not a judgment of who I'm like. I know a lot of you people go Dana just so you wouldn't have to be with Jake Paul. A lot of young people might go Jake Paul, just didn't have to be with Dana. But me, I'm not basing it on personality, the resources, because you see, with the Dana to the left, I could have the hookers to the left and the right. Again, in this fictitious world, they're not saying that these people in this costume are. But with Jake Paul. I didn't, wasn't there like a, a thing where like somebody who was really like, like he was almost like a Jake Paul stan. He like ran up to him and met him and like, well, I, like he quit his job or something to go work for him and then didn't get hired. Oh, I'll never forget that as long as I live. I've never seen the video, but I heard this rumor that there was like this guy, He, if, if, if you know, guys know what a stan is from the Eminem song where he had that guy stan who was like obsessed with him. This guy, this guy, and I, I seen the video, but I couldn't even click. And after I read the headline, I couldn't bring myself to. But from what I understand, what happened was he quit whatever his regular steady job was. So that he could find Jake Paul and be like, or, or it could have been Logan, it could have been one of the Pauls. He found one of, he found a Paul. And then he said, hey, I quit my life. I love you so much, I want to work for you. And then the guy just, didn't he turn them down, like right there on the camera. Is this true? Yes. All right, so you see what I mean? We already know that he does not have an affinity for hiring people, let alone hookers. They'll dress as one, he's not going to buy you one. That guy was his stand. I feel like, I wish I would have kept that. I wish I would have put that into the system because now I'm, I'm wondering, was it good? Like, did the guy look devastated? Oh my god! I mean, I'm, just, I'm right there with you, I can, but you know what? I can probably find the fucking video. Oh boy! Hold yeah, because on. I'm wondering oh, about oh, that. Oh shit! He must have looked like Deku when he realized he didn't have a spark, right? <laughs> like he's just there, like it's just everything around him is black, and there's just like this spotlight on him. Like you think, and and you imagine you you've seen those shots in anime too, like you and 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 the Paul walks away, like it's like just a shot of him with his head down, and just the Paul's walking. Don't be ridiculous! I'm not giving you a job. You just completely <laughs> so crushes his soul right there. <laughs> so I'll go with Dana. Dana at least hire you and then fire you. You can make some money while you work with him. Paul will cut you off right on TV. See, I'm smart. I'll, I'll price is right you if I was in that situation. What does the price is right do? Damn. They tell you that you want a new car and that you want all these things. But what really they do is they cut you checks for the value for what they feel the value is of these things i found i didn't always know that but yeah i always thought that shit how are these people gonna get these things home i guess if you're not from this neighbor you'd have to drive that new car back to with all the shit inside of it but no that's just my naive thinking they just cut you a check for what the value of these things are you never see these things you got to go out and get them yourself so you really just win all of that money the purpose of these things being given to you on the show is not for you at all 
it's for them because what they're doing is they're making the prices right into a gigantic commercial because they're showcasing a brand new Ford and they're, and they're spinning it around. You're not realizing when you're watching it, but the whole gimmick of it and the reason these people are winning is just it's just showing you stuff. What a good refrigerator is brought to you by this one, a good vacuum. By the end of it, you're loaded with name brands and, and sponsorship. The person just get a, gets a check written because they don't give a fuck about actually giving them the prizes. The trick here is it's like sort of like the magician trick, you know, like you don't actually showcase it. So what the Pauls need to do when they have their simps and their freaking stands run up to them is just on camera. Yeah, sure. We, you you win a job. And then when you get off camera, cut them a check. Technically, I gave him a job. I, I gave him a thousand bucks. That would be what he get if he worked for me for a year, minimum wage or whatever. You know, it's, it would be nothing for these guys. You know what I mean? But look good in the media presence, just like P- Price is Right and all these other shows do where they make you think that these people want refrigerators when they're just writing them the money for it. And then off camera, you don't want this crazy stand around you. Just cut him a fucking check. And now you look good. And he looks good. And everybody looks good. That is wonderful. I don't know why I'm trying to help the Paul get over more, but I was just saying like instead of what he did, you know. Hey man, boy, I'm a bitch. But uh, yeah, I, I sent you uh, the clip on, t- on Twitter. Was it this Paul or the other Paul? It was uh, Logan. Ah, it wasn't even the right Paul. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Hold on a second here. And fuck it, I'm writing that down. It wasn't even the right Paul. I'll grab this in a minute. Yeah, I just got onto my Twitter here. Yeah, how disappointing is that? I was hoping it was. <laughs> It'd be great if it was that Paul, too. It's right? funny to be that God blessed them to be able to have that kind of ability. It's like, yeah, people want to run up to you like you're Michael Jackson and shit. That's something that you never thought about doing. See, that's the difference between celebrities back then and celebrities now. Back then, you just wanted to touch them and be near them. Nowadays, people are like, please hire me or throw some money my way. It's not even about them anymore. It's just about their cash value. It's so sad. <laughs> okay, do I have it here? Yeah, there it is. Thing. Thing. No, I, no, I, I'm, I quit my job. No, well, I'm, 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 it's a story. I'm interested. It's a story. I, I quit my job legit two days ago. I came up here, took a risk. I'm originally from Ohio. Did you originally, sneak up here? No, I didn't sneak in here. I, I didn't sneak. What do you mean sneak up? Like here? on on stage? Are you just like? Yes, I did. You one? It's one of the sneak I'm, the sneak I'm videos. Sorry, I, I just did you print the ticket and stuff? No, like, I just needed to talk to you. I really, I'm trying to talk, talk to your about? brother. I'm trying to talk about business. Trying to talk about trying to get a job. Like I want to, I want to do media. I want to. I've been trying to. Get, what are you good at? I was seven dances. I did like What's that. I did. I, I did that video. You know, like going oh, you, like that. Oh, you, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, so you really got what it takes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Then why would I, I, I need a mentor? Well, why mentor. would I do that? I want to be. I want to be like. Uh, I'm 22 years old. I'm just trying. I bet. I can't be a mentor right now. Right in my life, I'm a fuck up myself. I need a mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like I need connections and you need people be around you. No, I didn't have connections and people around. I have Jake. That's it. Do you have a brother? Do you have people? You, friends? I don't. I don't. Friends? You got, a, you got friends. You got a big I don't. Host. You don't have friends? I don't. I swear to God. I'm here by myself. I'm here by myself. Where are you from? I'm from Norwalk, bro, Ohio. You're a good looking guy, bro. You have friends, bro. You're fucking lying. You have friends. <laughs> go, go make content. Do stuff with your friends. I'm glad you quit your job. It takes balls to do that, bro. But like now you got to act. Try to make a step. I'm not, media. But I'm not the guy directly. You're, right? the, you're, def- you're the guy. No, you're the no, guy. No, bro. My team is this. Relax. Relax. I'm, I'm not the guy. Like, I, you know, life isn't about handouts. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm you not trying to get a handout. I'm not trying to get what a What are you handout. trying to do? I'm trying to work hard I, for a little money. No money. I don't know. I can get a job somewhere else. All I want to move to LA 
And I want to I want to be able to be part of that. Look, I have to go. If you really are serious about it, bro, you should move to LA and just like you approached me, start making connections with every single person in LA. I'm serious. That's I will. It. I've always said this. If you have, if you're charismatic and you can talk to someone, you can make it in LA. Yeah, that's my advice. That was actually really good. That was great advice. Right. I think he handled himself very well. And you know what? What's up, Spartan? And you know what? He that guy. I, I hate to say because he was saying as long as you have charisma, that guy doesn't have charisma. That's one of those people that he sees himself in his mind more than the way that he is when it's time to execute that energy. And I could tell just by the way he came up to him because like he he seemed intimidated. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's different when you do run something in your head from when it actually have the balls to do it which is the reason why you should always just live within your means within your own mind as well as in the in the material world you know and i kind of find that guy it looked like he was a little bit shook and nervous didn't know what he wanted to say didn't plan what he was going to say didn't really have much direction or train of thought i actually feel bad for him it wasn't as funny as i thought it was going to be because the guy was pathetic the guy was too pathetic to be funny and uh logan paul actually carried himself really well you know like damn that guy that's pretty sad actually that on that guy's part it just goes to show how it's weird because they the the fans and the supporters of logan paul and i guess these paul guys they don't pick up on the ambitions of these dudes they just pick up on the charisma which is really stupid because the two things go hand in hand ambition and charisma you can't have one without the other you could be the most charming motherfucker in the world and if you're not grinding then you're gonna come out like that guy and it's worse because that guy didn't have charisma because the charisma comes from the grind not the other way around you don't be a charismatic person and then be like hey i could be grindy that's never the way i've seen it be you have to be a grindy fucking person and through the grind you find your charisma you know exactly so I find that pretty sad when I look at that. I'm just like, come on, man. You can't, you're not even in control of your own energy. And the fact that the, the truth of it is that you fell apart. If you fall apart in those moments, then that means you weren't shit before then. And that's what I kind of hate. And I don't mean to shit on the guy. But it wasn't even about him asking um, this guy for a job. But it's about the way that he went about it. Because I, I beg to speculate that if this guy would have... Uh, had charisma and came up to him and had some shit going and it would have made a cool story he probably would have hired maybe he wouldn't hire him long term but it would have been more of an interaction than what he had which was just him looking at this guy and in the most polite way possible being like look at this this is fucking pathetic no, he's not a threat don't take him away he's, he's a piece of shit let me just let me just deal with this pathetic piece of shit you know what i mean it's kind of like that sucks you know what I mean? So I'm not even faulting the guy for going up to like an idol and trying to get a job. Kudos to him for trying. But it just sucks that when he got there, he didn't have any energy in him. You know, you could see it. Energy is not about drinking a Red Bull or a Bang. Energy is about like the person it is. It's like spirit energy almost. You know what I mean? It's like his essence didn't come out. And he didn't come off as a strong personality to, to, to Logan Paul. He had you know? enough to get up to him and get his attention, but he had no game plan past that. He stuttered. He didn't have any direction or anything. You know what I mean? He didn't have a vision of what he could do. When he asked him if he was good at the stuff, he fucking said, no. Are you kidding me? Like, dude, if it's me, it's just like, are you good at this shit? Yeah. <laughs> My answer is always, but it's honest. It's always, I, I consider, I always go into everything with the attitude that I suck at everything. Because that way there's just more of a grind. I don't ever look at myself as content with where I am. I go further though. Like I think I, I just take it as far as I'm not as good as I could be. I'm not as good as I could be at this, at the podcast, at the news coverage, at streaming, at anything, at life, whatever. It's like I just I take it to the extreme opposite. Like I never try to give props. Like maybe in a joke like in K Fabe and stuff I I will, but I never try to give legit props. I don't actually believe I'm good at anything. I rather sit at the other side of the spectrum and just keep digging and working hard. And to me, that's always been more effective than getting complacent and happy. Well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I could be doing more. Like, I literally want every single day to be different from the last. So I feel bad when I see a guy like that. 
where it's like his he literally is just like he just threw himself out there he wanted this guy to carry him he was he wanted to be a groupie he didn't realize it because that's not what they called them nowadays so he didn't know what he was he's a fucking groupie so yeah that's like, like like not not even a roadie a groupie yeah you don't even help you're just there yeah, that's what he said, because it first started out with that. In a way, that's what Logan Paul's asking him. Hey, do you want to be a roadie? Is that what you're saying? And he kind of went, no, I want to be a groupie because he said, no, I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but I want to. But I just want to come like that's literally a groupie. How shitty is that? The guy didn't even know what he was. That man went in thinking he was an apple. He found that he was an orange. Yeah. And and like an old one that were like part of it. You're like, if you're hungry enough, <laughs> you'll, peel, you'll peel it off by itself. Like. Yeah. Like if you're hungry enough, you'll stay away from the brown side orange. <laughs> you know like maybe this part's salvageable he was like a banana that you're like ah oh, this banana looks so good but there's these few bruises few too many bruises can i still you're trying to chew around oh, i don't really like oh no nah, that's what he did he kind of banana oh fuck it i'll just get something or, else or, <laughs> or you turn to that guy was just like you know what? i'll tough it out yeah yeah that's what he needed he but that's the thing logan paul i i've, I've come to realize hearing him speak he, he is a good speaker he's not all tough it on you guy he needed a guy who would eat the whole banana with the bruises and not care, which was not Logan Paul, because he was a bruised fucking banana. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. I'm glad we went into it, because I had no idea that that went the way it did. I had it in my mind. It looked so much more like just a comedy moment than it was. It was like such a bad moment, man. Like, it was like, that shit sucks. I hope that guy's okay, because it's like, what a a devastating, soul-crushing moment. I felt that shit from here. Like... That guy looked at him like, what the fuck? Like, Logan Paul looked at him like, ugh. And he tried his Part best not to. He, You could see him. His soul was going, ugh. <laughs> Spartan Jesus said it best. He was like, I'm basically useless. Take me. He said, I mean, exactly. I'm useless. Take me with you. He was like. <laughs> remember, Take remember, me with you. Remember Marrow from Mario RPG? Marrow, the frog yes. that looks absolutely nothing like a frog, has joined the party. <laughs> oh my god, the motherfucker was the most Logan Paul's over here looking for a Gyarados. That motherfucker was a magic heart. His name actually his name was Mello. His name was Mello, and it was like Mello the frog that looks absolutely nothing like a frog, but the ironic part was what did he look like? A marshmallow. <laughs> Go back to Mario RPG. That was the joke. It's like that guy that when you during your party, he tells you he's a frog the whole time. But his name is Mello. And it just looks like a marshmallow with arms. Never wonder why was he the frog? That's literally what that guy is. He's a mellow frog. This is wonderful. Well, you know, I, I might not like him as a combat athlete or quote unquote, I might not like him as a YouTuber, but at least I know one thing. Logan Paul does not like mellow frogs. Yeah. And at least I know that he'll carry himself better than a lot of people would. Imagine if that was Dana White. Like, yeah. Even though no one likes Dana White to that degree, but imagine if Dana White had someone who was like, that, and that guy went up to him instead and was like, oh, you know, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, kid. Oh, you know, somebody get this kid that. the fuck out of you. Fucking kidding me? Dana would have made him cry on camera. Fucking psychos. Last piece at the end, fucking psycho. You have to make sure the security has nobody's fucking crazy psychos. Anyway, who's next? That's how you'll be. Dana wouldn't give oh, a fuck. Oh he wouldn't god. be like, "What are you doing?" Dana would have been, "Oh my god, Dana would have fucking." I wish it would have been Dana or somebody like oh. that who just doesn't give a fuck. I wonder what Brock Lesnar would have said to him. I don't know if Brock would have said anything honestly. He probably would have just looked at him, right? They would have, like, like I can't even imagine. Like, and he was intimidated like by being be around the Paul. I even looked. I've seen people go up to Brock Lesnar and freeze. He couldn't even go up to Logan Paul. Like, let's be real. I'm pretty, pretty sure if you're a human being with a normal pose, you go up to Brock and freeze. Because reality kicks in. Yo, he's this big. 
I'll never understand people who fa- who mark out or fanboy out like that. I've said this before on here, but I've been to indie events back when maybe they weren't as big as they are now. But I've literally been to indie events where like you're it almost looks like the, the, the situation of when you're in a high school um, and you're watching like a game or something where, you know, where they put the chairs out. And this and the yeah. shirts and stuff are like behind you. We're essentially meaning you're watching the ring, but if you went to the back row, what would be the back row? That's where the wrestlers have their own personal table set up to sell their merch. And the wrestlers are like right there. Nobody's acting crazy in most cases. Like I've walked around that place, like around the back where the thing is. I've walked past the box and past Angeline Love. Never was like <laughs> like drooling, like acting. We were just like you just <laughs> Like I've not, I never understood that energy that people have. Like I've just never, like everyone's normal, man. Like you don't have to act so crazy. How badly I want to hear somebody make that sound effect, like walk by just somebody right here. People just, I hate when people mark out. You know what I mean? There's no need to mark out like that. Like with all these guys, just act normal. Like when I was like a little kid. Okay, it makes sense sense because it's like I'm a kid. Like he's just like fucking superheroes. At this point, it's like okay, there are people that just happen to perform in front of thousands of other people. But they're still just people. This isn't like a mythical creature. Yeah, like I was around. And for me, with that, I was like around a lot of those indie people when they were more accessible and when they were right there in front of them and could literally talk and be close to them, which I'm sure you still can. But I never once acted like it was it was this incredible thing, you know, where it's like I have to like worship the ground faint or whatever. Michael Jackson them. It's awkward for them, too, man. People don't have consideration. But yeah, that was a. I got to give credit as far as that costume situation goes because it brought up so many interesting pieces of information here. We got to talk and about I, Dana and both Pauls, and really, that's a story all in itself. But yeah, these I'm not going to go into the Dana rumors because I haven't seen any. <laughs> so I, I mean, it always only good. comes out when somebody got fired by Dana or it's like a Tito Ortiz or somebody who's pissed at Dana. I don't believe them as much when the only time I hear about them is when you're pissed. And at the end of the day, who cares? I like the way people try to throw that kind of shit around like hey Dana a guy with a lot of money might enjoy some drugs and sex oh my god he's so terrible he might he indulge the, the sugar of the boogers like, he, okay. he must be the worst person in the world way worse than the people who randomly take you and throw you in front of the train as it's pulling in or the people who just randomly slash your face or just blow themselves up in front of you You know, he must be way worse than the people who kidnap your children and then you find them buried in their backyard years later, you know, or the people who worse don't bury your children in the backyard for you later and keep them around as their little play toys for years and years to come, fucking up their mind. But now Dana and all these other people must be way worse because they like to fuck and do a little blow. I'm just talking about the society that we live in in general when I look at this kind of stuff where it's kind of like the moment that you're right, the moment that any of these fighters get angry at Dana, they try to they reach for the most the the, the worst thing that they can, which for some reason is not all the other shit I mentioned that happens in our world. But the fact that there's a. That, that, that he likes that allegedly to not even to a point where it's affected him let's say he doesn't even to a point where he's been inebriated or it's affecting him working or anything but it's like so he likes women and hookers and he likes women and drugs so what grow up everybody right you know there's bones of women in like in like yards and stuff you know we got brian laundry cases and shit happening all the time who would you rather hang out with the guy with the with the with the hookers and the and the blow that you could just say nah I'm good I'm I'll I'll, I'll have I'll have a, the club soda or or uh, or the guy who will bury your ass in the swamp. Like I've just always felt like it's one of those things. Like, is it because they have so much money that you want to pull this shit up? Like, 
But it's because everyone. I know motherfuckers that do that and be broke. Like it's everyone. It's not just Dana. It's like everyone. It's like anytime there's a celebrity or somebody that's in the spotlight, they'll take something about them and make them seem like they're the worst person. We're like what poor Chappelle's going through. They make it. Oh my God, this is the worst person in the world, really? Because I I actually look at the news and in the news there are people that like kill you randomly, or this guy who told a joke you didn't like. If I gave you a choice of some of the people <laughs> I've seen and encountered versus the guy who just told a joke that you weren't ah trust me you'll take those ah joke you'll take hours of those ah versus the other kind of things that there are out there and that's what makes me laugh like oh my god you know like this person was caught doing this or they were in infidelity that it's like did he blow anybody up no all right did he kidnap any little girls no did somebody get stabbed 72 times no okay did he give somebody a, a, a a freaking running v trigger onto the tracks as the train was coming no great then you know so far he has three stars from me just three stars on that alone just the fact that i know your resume it's kind of like the questions that rick grimes he's tasking the walking dead before you get to join the group what was it again like why have you how many how many people have you killed how many walkers have you killed and why right those are the questions I what the third one was it was yeah, and why. i remember those two but you know what it is because every time i used to see him ask the question i used to always used to always see him get to how many walkers have you killed and how many people you ever killed and then that was it the third one was and why that was the third question and why so that's the thing nowadays i look at it and i say look if you're not kidnapping little girls giving people flying knees onto the tracks slashing people shooting people or blowing yourself up and there's a long list beyond that i don't care what drugs or hookers you do i am so beyond that in this new world so get over it people like Ric Flair, how he exposed himself, really. I'm glad that all that was underneath his that jacket on that plane was his dick. Because sometimes it's his dick. And- you don't know how many people probably saw somebody open and expose their jacket and would have given anything for Ric Flair's dick to be underneath there and That's not right. something that explodes. I bet you if I was Q from fucking Star Trek and I went into any scenario where someone a la 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 blows up and opened that and I stopped it right there and said, quick, this can go down with this jacket and those explosives. Or door number two gives you Ric Flair's dick. I'm picking door number two. You know how many people you say Ric Flair. You know how many people in the world, not in the United States, in the real world where things blow up all the time, fucking wish that their jacket encounter on a plane ended with just a wiggling dick. I can't tell you for sure because they're not fucking here anymore. That's how much worse an exposure on a plane could go. So keep that in mind the next time we're crucifying wrestlers and promoters and stuff. Oh, my God, he did a drug. He showed a dick. I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world, but good Lord, we act like they're the worst human beings. Let's really compare the worst human beings. Let's have have some sort of a meter or a scale of the bad versus the evil. I'd fly more often if the only risk was Ric Flair's dick. No crash, no winding up like in that movie Alive where you have to eat people. Nothing like that. Just flare dick. Yep. Woo! I'd woo every flight. Woo! Both, this is for the gratitude of the worst thing is, my, is a fucking helicopter. First world problems. Ah, had to see Ric Flair. Oh God. Poor me. Anyway, costumes. Who else do we got here in costumes? I completely forgot this about costumes. Hold on. Oh God. Oh, it's about uh, it was about Paul. So. But yeah, what else do we got? I'm looking through our stuff now. We have Liv Morgan, who did Jennifer Tilly. Remember Jennifer Tilly? Mm-hmm. Chucky. Yeah, that whole storyline. Man, I want to go watch see the Chucky again. God damn it. 
I jumped off board that franchise before the seed of Chucky. <laughs> no, it's Bride I, of Chucky. That's what I'm thinking of. I've seen uh, I've seen Bride a long time ago, and there she is again. Damn, is this a different scene or is it just a different camera angle? Let's go back for a minute because I don't remember the movie very well. I remember that first one is from is from the inside of the van when she's like first trying to bring it back. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because that's what. Yeah, cause, yeah. Yeah, because that's when she that's when she kills her boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we have Otis. He was Nacho Libre. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like, He's yeah. a Jack Black. Good man. I like you. If he could just get that black black Jack level of relevancy back, he'd be great. But Paige did some high level shit. I wonder if anyone can tell right. me who, who she is. See, I've been trying to figure it out ever since I seen it. That is impressive. Oh man. Death becomes her exactly. You've never seen that movie? I have not. It is uh, not one of the list. That yeah. is wow. And I guess her boyfriend is Woody. Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah, Death Becomes Her is a really old movie, and uh, it's about immortality. Like these women cast an immortality spell and then fuck each other up. <laughs> That's the best way that I can <laughs> describe it. Like they become. They become bickering old women. They were best friends. It has Bruce Willis in it, Meryl Streep, and Goldie Hawn. They were bickering old women. And you go from that to there's a snake in my pool. And they um they use they do an immortality spell, and then afterwards they bicker for decades and fuck each other up. But uh, it gets to the point that one of them takes a shotgun and shoots the other. And this immortality is like. You live forever, but that's not going to heal. It's not regeneration. So you have to fix this kind of shit for yourself. So as they fuck each other up, things like that happen. Like when she shoots her, she now has a hole in her like that. And she's just going to be alive with this big gaping hole in her. So it's immortality, but the physical parts are permanent. And they're just fucking each other up throughout this movie. I saw this years ago, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't believe of all the movies that Paige Paige did. It was was Death Becomes Her. And uh, the, the movie... The character that they're, I believe Bruce Willis plays the husband that they're feuding over, right? It's like the wife and the mistress or something. I forget. I watched it years ago, but they're feuding over this guy. And that's sort of what, what elevates them to uh, to this shit. I might be getting part of the information wrong. Let me see if I could bring up the trailer on screen. Kudos to Paige for that's one whole hell of a Halloween callback. Right. Like she wins. You get a Bruce Willis movie. Every treasure on earth to be young at heart. Some people will go to any length to stay young forever. Is that someone? It's Madeline Ashton. Oh, she was a big star in the 60s. I thought she was dead. Oh, madam. You look younger every day. Thank you, Rose. But Madeline Ashton and her old friend, Helen Sharp. I've lost men to her before. Mad hell. Are about to go <laughs> too far of magic drink that potion and you'll never grow even one day older bottoms up no warning now a warning after you drink it right live forever Ernest I'm in the morgue they think I'm dead you are but you're not are you telling me it doesn't hurt one no, it wasn't this that was Ernest hurt. 
Or is he? That is him, right? Wow, it is. Now he's dead. He's dead? Ernest is dead? Everybody's dead! You pushed me down the stairs. How sweaty. I don't think it's sweat, honey. I think you're defrosting. Oh, here's the shot. <laughs> Universal Pictures presents Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis. It's a miracle! And Goldie Hawn. Look at me. I'm soaking wet. Death becomes her. I just oh, the special effects. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch this movie. That is one hell of a callback from freaking Paige over here, man. I can't even believe that one. I haven't thought of that movie in years. God. They would take some crazy bumps in that shit. That's just a creepy Halloween memory right there. (laughs) I give her credit for the effect it looks like in the movie when she got shot, you know? (laughs) Like, that is incredible. Oh, shit. Nice work on that picture. Right. Yeah, so Halloween elaborate outfits here, man. Amen to that. I think Braun wins with the dress. No, he doesn't, but. <laughs> no. Braun wins if you want to win. If uncomfortability is a qualifying factor. Yeah, Paige definitely wins this one. Okay. Moving along from uh, the Halloween stuff, R Truth actually came out with a new rap video. I don't know if have you heard anything about this. I don't know what's going on. I've here. heard a new see. one came out. I just haven't seen it yet. Let me bring up some Ron Killing stuff and see what's happening. At least we could take him seriously here, right? <laughs> oh, look, is it the night? Holy shit. I hate audio too, but whatever. There's a US title in there. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I like the, uh, the appearance of it. The whole. King Arthur, Knights of Camelot, chainmail thing that he has going on here. You know, the United States title being there is kind of out of place because this definitely didn't happen in the U.S. It would have been more perfect to have the European title, but he never won that. Check the box under certified for the realest. Presidential when it come to me, I'm the illest. Last name, I kill it. Whole team in the building. He's doing wrestling forearm. It's funny. <laughs> Somebody give it forearm shivers. Yeah. Good with our truth, you know, doing other stuff. They'll let him actually use that music in another company. But he'll never leave. He's fine where he is. But then I shouldn't say that he was a TNA guy at one point. Yeah. Still to this day, the only black NWA world heavyweight champion. Just saying. Yeah. So he may not have a Halloween costume per se, but he definitely has a night outfit. Right. Good for him there. Just for a little bit of fun here, we have The Rock, who's performing a Samoan dance. It was always fun to see. This is on his mother's birthday. Yay! 
up if it is her and the sheets don't even report it like there's nowhere in here there's nowhere in here that says that Tamina's there and the thing it just says the rock you know like that that would piss me that's like what happens with charlotte rick flair's daughter you know as the, as the thing as the graphic oh, <laughs> like, come on is that Tamina really i wish i had a better shot so i could see I think, yeah, acknowledge her acknowledge her you know like damn she's somebody be like the rock and Tamina. she's sensual <laughs> she could be sensual <laughs> <laughs> Never, but yeah, like damn, I can't believe it. I had to spot her. You can't tell what else. Right, you can't tell without the boots. Oh, I read that wrong. I thought it said boobs. <laughs> wow. I was thinking I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it made more sense to me before. <laughs> As I deciphered it, it made less sense. I was like, no, actually, no. Can't believe I misread that. Anyway, it's a good thing I said out loud. Said you right? Well, it's just like you were like, I can be sensual, and she was like, I can't tell without the boobs. It made more sense. I was just like, yeah, you can't tell how <laughs> sensual she really is. Anyway, John Moxley was on uh, Renee. Surprise, right? Like John Moxley managed to make it to Renee's podcast. <laughs> you know, I didn't make even realize what time. I was what I was looking at here until I half said it because it's half Misha Tate's podcast. So technically, he had to half travel, I guess. Not even, because I think in this video, he's at home with, with Renee on the couch. So, no, John Moxley didn't go no fucking where, okay? But anyway, he talks in this interview about uh, a comparison of wrestling to uh, Marvel, which I kind of like. I want you guys to hear. The more people are like, you got to become a fan. I'm kind of like, yeah, but I'm but I'm but I'm not like I'm not you really yet. So I feel like we'll maybe a story you. to like, oh, yeah, yeah we'll like, get we got to find the right the right. We'll thing, get you. Right? You, yeah, like, you can't, you can't force me. it down your throat. The thing that like yeah, I, I, I can tell you in. like I can tell you like the purest like, oh, watch, you know, like watch like Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Like that's like a very recent like wrestlers, wrestlers, wrestling. Yeah. See, see, the thing is, though, I like the bullshit. Though I wanted to watch Goldust versus Roddy Piper in the Hollywood backlot <laughs> brawl, like that's my. See, so the thing is, Misha will watch like even a a very technical yeah. pro wrestling match, and because she's a legitimate athlete, exactly, she, she, she would appreciate. She, she will say more. that's not real. No, um, no, 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 yeah, no. that's she, true. You won't. You I, I won't know be that able the to... craft, like what you guys do, I respect as what athletes. But you're right. Like I struggle you, with. You'll that watch. Because... Yeah, you'll watch like a wrist lock or a figure four, one of these like yeah, stupid like or a not, choke slam or something, you know, that's completely <laughs> fake. And you just won't be able to wrap your brain around that people are buying that this is real. But the problem with what you're not, what you have to understand is this isn't like in the 60s or 70s, they were actually trying to fool people into thinking this was real. And of like course. bad guys and good guys couldn't ride in the same car or be seen at the bar together. Right. And the business is very right. protected. And you were actually trying to fool people into that these are real fights. That is not the case in 2021. There's real fighting, which is what you do, and there's this. 
and everybody right. who and fans are very very passionate about it they know it's nobody's being fooled into thinking they're watching an illegitimate thing that's a completely separate sport now in 2021 what it is is like in in like the it's like the marvel universe for instance right in real life nobody can shoot spider webs out of their fingers or whatever you know but in the marvel universe there's a guy who can and that's accepted and you know that so like when he shoots somebody in the face with a spider web spider-man you're like you totally accept it so like in pro it's a, it's like you have yeah, to like pro wrestling yeah. someone you have up their to like finisher, you have to like, like okay. understand the universe and then once you accept that like okay this is like this fictional I universe think... we're living in then you're then you're yeah. in which he's right you know that's why i find it funny when a lot of people um their whole vice against it or their whole grievance with it rather is um uh, that it's fiction and then everything that they watch is fiction right you know what i but mean but even like more dramatic fiction like like i've had people be like i can't watch that it's fiction it's bullshit giddy fake shit did you hear about the new pokemon coming out okay. you know what Another i mean one? and i have nothing against pokemon i have nothing against anything i'm I'm fine with everything that's the one thing i think that people hate about me is that uh is that i can walk that line i'm fine with everything i could also be an asshole about everything but i'm fine with everything i'm cool with pokemon i'm cool with this but it's like i just find it funny where that's the that's the line like, hey, oh, no, I can't watch this. This fake bullshit or whatever, you know. But uh, have you, you know, I, I, I was playing, I was playing the new Metroid. Or I, I have, or, or I'm charging my Switch, you know what I mean? Or I don't want to just make it a Nintendo thing. Or I'm playing my Elder Scrolls game. You know what I mean? That's not fiction. But this is, this particular genre is what we're going to have the problem with. Out of all of the different fictional things you do. You watch your fictional movies. You have your fictional Jason Statham movie. Fast and Furious where the cars fucking fly on top of rockets into space. You know what I mean? And the characters don't die somehow. And that's fine. And I have no problem. Sometimes it's funny. And for me, it's not even funny because they're doing that. I've seen crazier shit. It's funny just because of where it started versus where it is. You know, how it started. You ever seen those memes? How it started versus how it is? You know, it's like when you look at Fast oh and Furious, it's kind of like, it was like, oh, we're street racers and the cops always after us. And they get there at the last minute. It was almost like Dukes of Hazard for like the modern age. And it's like, no, what the fuck am I watching? You know what I mean? It's like Transformers or it's like G.I. Joe. They literally go into space on rockets and fly and do all kinds of crazy shit. They go, but, so for me, it's like I'm not making fun of it because of the physics, because if it was always that way, because I watch shit like Transformers and G.I. Joe, it's just that it's funny to think that when you go back to the beginning, it was just a bunch of guys tree racing and an undercover cop trying to catch them. It's amazing that that story somehow turned into them in space. Think about it. Like, if you can you imagine, like, if someone watched one, if you could, if I could time try to fuck everyone's brain, I just show them, I wouldn't even give them any more. They watch Fast and Furious one, and the next day I would just, I would just leak the last one. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? Like, that's just one of those things where it's just like your suspension of disbelief, it has to slowly be taken there, is the point that I'm making. So, like, with the Fast and the Furious, the reason why it works for the people that watched it is because they've been watching from the beginning. So they're able to see progression. Progression is a big thing in successful storylines. You can take somebody on a ride if you start the car out slowly and then slowly build it up. You don't realize how fast it's getting. If you put somebody in the car and you just fucking gun it, what's going to happen is they're going to freak out because of the fact that you're moving really fast. But if you take someone who's scared of speed and you put them in a car and you just slowly, gradually increase the speed and before you know you're doing over 90 they won't notice right away. They might even be all right with it because of the way you ease them into it. That's sort of the way a lot of these stories are done. Fast and Furious a little bit less. I mean, I guess over a decade is a, is a good amount of time. You know, look at Dragon Ball. or time to get that batch of crazy. 
you can look at Dragon Ball or anything else that started and had like a level of progression. If you were watching from the beginning, then the fact that they started out as cops, you can probably explain all of this away. I mean, it's writing. You could say, yeah, well, they were undercover cops and then they needed them, their help from the inside. I've never watched all of them, but I imagine that must have happened. At some point, the government must have just been like, you motherfuckers are so good at what you do that we're going to use for you for other shit. And that's how they segue the story. I've never seen this or even read it, but the only thing that makes sense in my mind is that someone from the government, Nick Fury, them after a while of dealing with them, I was like, Jesus, you guys are so damn good. We're just going to sanction you to be a team and then so on and so forth. If it's explained on you're watching it from the beginning, then this story is going to make enough sense that you could enjoy it. But if I just put you on Fast 9 or whatever... You'd be like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are the cars flying? How is he able to jump on rockets? Why are they going to space? They agree to this just because they're family? It would be weird. That's how people get into wrestling. They'll tune into the channel when, like, somebody's being thrown into, like, a giant vat of fucking orange juice and be like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, anything, if you were to take it that way would be weird like if i take any of your stuff it would just be the most strange thing in the world if i just started in the middle which is what wrestling always is it's constantly moving there's always going to be something going on and it might not make sense but to, but to try to hold against it because it's fiction what what do we watch that's real even cops was a reality show all i'm saying you you experienced it full-blown you went to for episode one of season four of attack on titan you didn't know what happened yeah like fiction comes in all in all in all kinds you of- gotta work up to it yeah, like like they said, Cena was FBI, but they must have been FBI before even that, because he just came in in the last few. But anyway, we'll watch him and figure it out, if it's that important. But the point being that all these stories, just like he brought up with Marvel, we allow it because of the way the storytelling works. You don't think there are people who watch the Marvel movies? Imagine someone who's never watched the Marvel movies, but then went to watch Avengers Endgame because of all the hype, which oh I know God, a lot of people know, like, did. Who the fuck are these people? Those people are no different than the people that I grew up with, the adults who didn't know the Marvel world that well when it was just in comic form, so they couldn't understand the stories and the lore that we've seen. It's like, imagine that now, in a modern age, you're just watching Endgame, which is the, the end of the Infinity War arc. You know what I mean? It must look crazy. Even though it looks cool, it must be like, what in the fuck? But when you look at Marvel, they took their time. It started with just Iron Man getting kidnapped by a terrorist and building a suit in the desert to try to escape. And they slowly, progressively tiptoed very slowly. It took over a decade of them tiptoeing for us to get to a point where we can actually tell a story with Spider-Man surfing on Valkyrie in order to get to a fucking van that has what they need. In order to trigger like a dimensional rift. Think about that. Did you ever think that that was going to happen in movies? Hell no. It started with a guy Not in the desert all. building a suit. They, it took them. But that's the whole point. It's believable where you are. People cried and shit when, when like the, at these movies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because of the buildup of the leading and everything. Of the things, the way that things happen. Like people cried real fucking adult tears. Look at, Especially look at when, mm-hmm. when you get to, without spoiling it, what happens at the end of Endgame. When we started with Iron Man and know it leads up to that, it was like, no, but I've had all this time with them. You can't get that if you just go poof straight endgame. And I've never once criticized somebody for it. That's why I find it funny that wrestling fans get so much shit for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why? It's like your stuff happens in the anime. It's like our stuff happens. Yeah, it's real world, but it's people telling make-believe stories. 
your stuff is people who I can't even like walk down the street and see. Like that's the only time I'm gonna see them is on, on that screen. <laughs> they regress our civilization by doing that kind of stuff because they forget that even going back to medieval times, that this is essentially what was happening in taverns and what bards were doing and when people would sit around fireplaces and tell tales and yeah. stuff. You know of what course. I mean? And books were being written and shit. It's like how in the world have we come? That's why I hate people. I wouldn't care if we get wiped out. How the fuck did we come from that being what we were doing to oh this is fiction really no shit it's like you're you're allowed to have a connection to fiction i was looking here at this tweet from july 28th 2019 Corey graves (laughs) it's one of my favorite tweets ever i just took my kids to see toy story 4 and cried full-blown tears in the theater i regret nothing i don't want (laughs) yes You know why? Because they we were there on Toy Story One. I don't. I never watched these. Full disclosure, I've never watched these Toy Story movies. He had a friend in us. God damn it! No, I never watched these Toy Story. Let alone to know. I didn't even know about four until I saw the Corey Graves tweet, and I remember thinking, "Holy shit! There's four of these. This is like this is better than oh, yeah. this. This is bigger than the Star Wars trilogy was in my era. Did they have four of these movies about the same characters?" I always just thought that it was just one of those things, you know, that it wouldn't even have like a canological order, like fucking Muppet oh, no, Babies or something. Was... Like, you ever seen Muppet Babies back in the day? They're just in the room yes. and bullshit's happening, and you just watch the different things happen with the bullshit toys or whatever. Oh, no, I kind of thought it was like a Muppet. And I was like, what is this? There's a continuity to the shit that there's a lore. But oh, anyway. No, oh, you do. <laughs> anyway, the fact that he. I, that, I popped when I read this. Week. I just took my kids to see <laughs> Toy Story 4 and cried full blown tears in the theater. I regret nothing. <laughs> And the worst part is kids don't even understand those tears. Like, <laughs> it must be an amazing movie, man. It must be it's a, always, a, a, it's a, it's a combination know? of two things. One, it's a great series of movies. And two, when we get to Toy Story 4, it's this buildup that we didn't realize was happening since we were children. But you and see what like, I mean? Wait, like, no, this is the end? <laughs> you see what I mean, though? Like, that's my attitude versus, like someone else's attitude of the modern day like nowadays if you don't know about something and you were to read that tweet which i'm sure people did i've never read the comments that don't know about toy story they would do what's done to wrestling fans oh you care about that shit you are you kidding me you care about that shit because they don't know anything i've never seen toy story and know nothing about it and my perception of watching that or reading that well that shit must be cool if it made Corey Graves cry, because I mean, he likes SmackDown, right? He's on it and he likes wrestling like me. I may not always agree with his views or comments, but I know that as far as tastes go, he aligns closer to my taste than like some lady I'd see in the grocery store when I go shopping. And he cried. Well, I'm saying, you ever, so I'm, you, ever, you ever want to treat yourself? Just saying. <laughs> so the way you should look at things when when people put them over is is not all. you. How do you like that shit? But it's like, maybe, how, how come you're not looking for the connection of what it is about this thing that made this cool? Like, it's weird because I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum and I only realized that having this conversation because just now I thought Toy Story must be really cool. And my thoughts of it was because a grown oh, yeah. man cried. I didn't think, oh, how could he like that? You know, there's you a lot of... Think, it, considering this is the fourth movie, this must have been three years of built-up tears. <laughs> I feel bad when people can't just enjoy all stuff, you know? Remember like yeah, you can be critical. Enjoy something like. And I'm not saying like, don't make fun of shit. I make fun of everything. I poke fun of when things suck or when it's just shitty or whatever. Or the work doesn't go into it. I'm not saying, but I'm saying I, it's weird when people just can't have fun with all things, no matter what it is. Like because it's wrestling or because it's Toy Story or because it's Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like or because right. it's a video game. Like what? What? How's that? Your that's so strange of a, of a guideline to go by. It's to the point now where it's like when I go out and see movies, I only, I, I almost don't even want to tell people when I go see them because it's like. There's too much of this whole thing of, oh, this movie's trash. And it's like, but maybe take a second to understand why maybe I like it. Or like the gone are the days of why 
oh, oh, what makes you like it? It's just straight. There. It's shit. Like, see, for me, if something sucks, something sucks, and I will tell you a shit. But the point I'm making is, don't, don't uh condemn an entire genre. That's where I draw the line. I will gladly yeah. be like, yo, the Batman movies are shit. I don't care what you say. The DC Batman versus Superman was shit. They could have done better. You know, I'll say that all the X-Men movies were shit. Even if you like them, you're crazy. They could have done better. And I'm completely honest. I know it's unfair, but I do question the mental stability and sanity of people who were able to objectively explain to me anything good about the last three Star Wars movies. And I know it's fucked up to say that, but I genuinely feel this way. This is me being honest. We're honest on this show. I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, <laughs> feel like your mind is at the very least vibrating at a completely different wavelength from mine almost to a point of a different species if you found fucking joy in those i'll say things like that and i mean it but i'm not going to be like space opera sucks you like space opera it sucks fuck all those things star trek and star wars and i don't like space opera why why did you condemn the whole genre of space opera surely there might be something in it that you find cool a story a love story a heroic story a fight like why why is the whole why space opera suck or i don't like westerns like why there might be a good western or something out there like don't condemn a genre you could have watched a western flick that sucked or i don't like horror like no maybe you didn't like i could actually with horror that's the one i might bend because i've seen horror scare the shit out of people and it's not so much that they don't like it it's that they get the shit scared out of some people aren't (laughs) squeamish but i've seen people that their perception of it is almost like reality they can't handle it they see someone die like oh my god so, so if that's the in thing. The, in the reality, they really just saw somebody die. <laughs> and then it's not even that you don't like horror because the story fascinates you. It's that you don't like the shit being scared out of you. Some people don't like that because it's an actual emotional, biological response and it feels unpleasant when it's done properly. <laughs> you know? And oh, so, God, I, so I get that one. Made me feel old. So, so that's different. Fuck. That's different. I don't want to be fucking scared. It's a very emotional thing. I can understand it. But with the other ones where it's kind of like, whoa, I don't like racing movies. Like, a genre? You hate a whole genre? Right. Damn. I'm pretty sure, for me at least, like, virtually every genre, because I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've tried damn near everything. Everything's had some good and some bad. I can't just shit on the whole thing. I've never hated the whole genre. There, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's something in every genre in the whole world that I like a version of. It's impossible to hate. Like, oh, I don't like Western. There's a cool Western. I like Wyatt Earp. I like Tombstone. Those are awesome. I don't watch Westerns all the fucking time. But if I can name two, then I don't dislike Westerns, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's impossible for me to do things like with wrestling. If you liked even one or two matches, you, there's nothing in the world about this you liked? You don't like The Rock? If you like a wrestler, if you remember a promo that you saw that you really liked, that means you like something about it. So, yeah, it's just this, this weird standard with wrestling that doesn't exist with the rest of the world where because of the fact that it's displayed live and that they can see some of the intricacies that make it a work instead of a shoot, they just give it this bad label where it's just like, oh, I can't believe you liked it. It's like, yeah, but we'll have, we're fine with Thor and and uh, and Christopher Lloyd being able to put garbage I, inside of a DeLorean and make it fly and travel through time. That perfectly. We but- completely take that shit. At, at face value you know what i mean like people were genuinely worried when marty started to disappear in the fucking movie theater picture but those are the same people who <laughs> shit on you because you don't because you're worried about who lost the title like and i hate the line when people go you know it's fake right and it's like so it was a godfather and it's a great movie so it was scarface i love scarface and you know like, what al pacino you know didn't al pacino actually didn't get shot that many times. He did, oh you took the rest of my you know he didn't drown in the pool right 
They stop Al Pacino's the still among the right living. Back out. There's no difference. <laughs> but it's like, but, but people are all. Oh, so it's like it's just weird to me, you know. And then when you take it to another step, there's a lot of there's live performance. How could you like Phantom of the Opera or any of the the Broadway musicals if you're a New Yorker that are actually live theater? And then look at something like wrestling, and it's like because of the fiction, you could not like a story or a brand. But Jesus, this shit is getting really old, you know. Stasis fucked me up with that comment. She said the first Toy Story came out in 1995. This has been an ongoing story for so many years. Yeah, and those oh, are usually the best stories. Three when the first one came out. Oh god. Those are usually the, the best stories, ongoing stuff. That's the reason why I'm not a movie person. Like people always ask me, "Oh, do you like Akira? Do you like Ghost in the Shell? Like the series? Sure. I don't really care too much for the, the popular anime because you know we're stereotyped there too. If you watch anime, the first thing you're going to ask is, do you like Akira? Do you like Fist of the North Star? Do you like Princess like Mononoke? Like, do you like Ghost in the Shell? Do you like, uh, what, are, what are the ones that they look at us as? That's all there is, you know what I mean? Dragon I guess nowadays, they, now they might say, the more modern age, now they might say Dragon Ball Z, that Dragon Ball Z shit or whatever. You know what I mean? They, they like to classify it uh, for some weird reason, you know? Everything has this weird classification to it. Like, it's only a handful of things that are the things that are the reason you watch it. Can't be some of the other stuff, some of the different stuff out there. Like, no, it's those. I like anime. Oh, you like Akira? I've never seen Akira. I say that I've seen Akira. It's on my fucking. But that's the reason why. That's the reason why. When it comes to that, um, you know, I'm I'm more of a person who I go for series, whether it be animated or or uh, or anything or television series. I I prefer series over movies because of the fact that it's usually an ongoing story. And the progression is what makes it interesting. Movies don't really get to do that very often. Toy Story is one of the rare instances of that happening. And it's still only four movies amongst a long time. So I've always gravitated more towards yeah. TV shows because you actually can see the characters develop. Look at Walking Dead. You know what I mean? You've seen characters develop from literally years and years, decades now of character development. Yeah, Toy Stories always have like massive time jumps in between each one. Yeah, which is still cool. You still get a sense of progression. Kind of like what they try to do with The Lion King or with the other Disney films like Bambi where they age the character up in the middle. But how much cooler are these stories if it's not just a two-hour thing where they age them up in the middle? But imagine if you could have those stories where, like, every week they're a little older, which is what you get with uh, stuff like, even with Dragon Ball, where you get with stuff like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Like, how much cooler? And I get it. For the sake of storytelling and it being a movie. We have to do that time jump that we do in every movie, whether it even the mobster movies. You see the guy go from being like the small kid character to eventually he's like in the mob and he's like the the, the godfather of the whole thing. But it's to me, it's cooler when we get to watch a mob series and it start off as like the fucking paper pusher and the delivery boy. And then later on, you're in season seven and he's running the mafia, you know, what I mean, or queen of the south. You know what I mean? Where it starts as somebody who, uh, you know, USA plug there it starts as someone who was imported like that story has been done before queen of the south. As a, as like not not that exact story, but that kind of story has been done as a two hour movie, but it doesn't resonate the same way when you're jumping. Well, she landed here and then she went here and upgraded, as opposed to when you can tell it over years. It's way more impactful to see the development of it, and that's where the suspension of disbelief comes from. That's where it dissipates because with wrestling, if you're watching the progression of an angle long enough and you're seeing the rules of it, like Moxley was saying, sure, absolutely, you'll like it. It's just that people don't bother to try. You know, so that's unfortunate. And yeah, they, but that's unfortunately the world they live in because I won't live in it. Yeah, because I don't even shit on that stuff. Like, yeah, you watch Marvel stuff. That's cool, too. Even DC stuff. If you like it, I try to find the good. And I can see why you like certain things about it. I think that they're with me. Usually my issue isn't that uh, I think something sucks so much as I think that they're ripping you off. You know, like certain things, because I know the way that they were really done in the comics or in the novels, depending on what the thing is. I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, you guys like it, but what you don't understand is that, like, 
there was more that they were supposed to give you. It's kind of like if you went. There's like, there's like a preset notation of what you know what you're going to expect from that. Yeah, it's kind of like the fries might be good, but do you know that they squeeze the bottom of the container so that you don't get as many fries? You know, that's all I'm saying. They squeezed your fucking container. I'm not saying that the content sucks, but I'm saying because you don't know the trick that they did. They could have given you more and they went for less and took your money. That's usually where I am. That's how I look at the Batman v Superman. I don't hate Batman or Superman. I think they took Batman and Superman and they said, how could we get quick money out of the people who like this? And they went and they farted that shit out, (laughs) took everybody's money and ran. So that's not me hating the characters. That's me hating what happened to the characters. You see what I mean? There's a difference. They don't hate on the genre. I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate comics weirdos but and i and you know what man i've tried i want to get off this topic but i've tried in recent time with people and it's just it's it's this iron wall you either like it or you hate it when you're explaining to them not even trying because i could give a fuck what people want but just trying to make them see the logic of it they're just that closed off yeah it's not fun to talk about stuff with a lot of people nowadays yeah I don't talk about any anything with anybody. I just let people talk about shit with me. If I want to talk about something, then I, I go make content. I'll give, you know, because otherwise, blah. All right. Anyway, the big story of the uh, of the episode. I should get a graphic up for this, of course. Is oh, yes, Ring of Honor. This was wow. Yeah, Ring of Honor. It sounds to me like uh, there is a big issue with them. They are. They announced, I'm going to run the entire story down and then we will talk about it. Uh, Ring of Honor has announced that they would be undergoing a hiatus that would be part of a revamp and that they would finish the current year at final battle, which is in December. Um, Do I have their statement here? Let me see if I have their statement. I might, I might not. No, you guys sent it to me. I mean, everyone screenshotted and sent me the damn visual statement, but uh. No, I didn't bring it with me, but I didn't feel like reading the whole thing anyway. But basically, they just said that they were closing shop. They said that the year will culminate with final battle in December and that they'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally on reimagining Ring of Honor. And that they appreciate the loyalty and patience of the fans as they reconceptualize Ring of Honor was the wording that they used. All of the Ring of Honor talents um, whose contracts were beyond January 1st. Um, they, they, those people are going to stay on payroll until March or April of next year. Everyone that didn't have contracts extended beyond there was going to be released. In short, though, everyone's released. The easier way to explain it is everyone in Ring of Honor is released. And, um, the live events are going to end with that final battle. And apparently the resu- the resumption of these events is going to coincide with Supercard of Honor back in April. Allegedly, that's what they're saying, supposedly, that back in April, WrestleMania season, we're going to have a Supercard of Honor. This is in April where they're going to revamp everything and they're going to go on with the live events. They're supposed to tape episodes of the weekly TV series in Baltimore at Final Battle, uh, which is December 11th. And uh, that's considered the end point. And after that, it's going to be very different. They're not going to be running with a contracted crew anymore. That's one of the big changes. They're going to be an independent promotion that's going to use whoever the top talent is as far as indie guys go. So for the nights that they do show tapings or television or whatever, they're just going to have indie guys that are uncontracted as their roster, essentially. They are not going to be able to prevent talent from randomly going to WWE, AEW, or Impact, or essentially anyone who wants to sign them, because there will be no one that's going to be signed 
as talent. In my opinion, assuming that they even come back or recover from this, I think, just my opinion, that will be a temporary measure. And that at the very minimum, they would start off by having their world champion locked down some sort of a way. And then they would do short-term contracts with like any other title holders or mid-card contenders that they might want to keep until they build themselves back up. But they would definitely hold on to some talent, even if it's short-term contracts. Oh, they have to. So that's the situation that they're in right now. Just Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated said that the archive to the Ring of Honor tapes was available to be sold to the highest bidder, which is one of the reasons why people questioned whether or not it would be coming back. Um, and that would include like stuff with CM Punk, Kevin Steen, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, you know, Moose. So when you look at that, that's like a very valuable library for them to have. And uh, this was also something that I believe Brian Alvarez uh, addressed, where he said to the contrary of the report from Justin Barroso Sports Illustrated that these tapes were not for sale. So we're not really sure about the clarity involved in all of that. Joe Coff, the owner of Ring of Honor, held a Zoom call with the roster, and people on that call asked him straight up during the meeting if the company was going to be closing for good. Apparently, they're not closing their doors, just like they said, this is a hiatus. Um... But they're going to be still maintaining the weekly TV show on Sinclair, just running best of specials. And then once they return, they're going to air footage from their indie shows in place of the old weekly shows with the contracted talent. But there were also rumors going around that Sinclair was cutting them loose as far as having television. So we've yet to see if this is something that factored into the reason why all of this is happening. So this is what we know. As far as what's happening now, in my opinion, it doesn't look great. I don't want to be pessimistic here, but I don't think that this looks really good for them. And unfortunately, they were one of the companies during the pandemic that was keeping everyone employed and paid. And uh, a lot of these companies, as cutthroat as it seems, they cut their losses when it mattered the least and brought everything back when it mattered the most. When there wasn't money to be made, they stopped paying people strategically. And then when there was money to be made, now that it matters more than anything and things have come back to life and everyone's really gunning and wrestling exploded into this big universe that it is now, it's more important than ever to be established. And I think what happened was a lot of people saw the writing on the wall, especially WWE, who despite how they carry themselves, a lot of you forget, they do not have an infinite amount of money. They're a company that carries themselves and spends their money smart. It's because Vince McMahon's portrayal and everything else that you might think that they're bigger than they are they've never been the biggest company as far as finance goes not with tnt not with ted turner and certainly not with tony khan so you have to keep this kind of stuff in mind the wwe when they did their losses and when they did their releases they could have been to prevent something bigger from happening they could have seen the writing on the wall from a corporate standpoint as much as people hated the idea of it you know you looked at one company and said wow kudos to this company for keeping everyone employed which was honorable but you look at another company did they have to make the cuts that they did they could have probably been a little bit less heavy-handed about it but at the same time they don't have the infinite resources aew was the one that was able to benefit the most here because tony Khan is filthy rich he has infinite amounts of money and it doesn't hurt him he loses money but they're not about making money this isn't this isn't trying to be cash flow positive like even what dixie carter was doing they just want to run a wrestling company so when you look at it, unfortunately, the brand with the weakest stability is the brand that got hit the most. And I must have said before even the pandemic, I always told you guys, going back to early episodes of this show, that you'll know when something's wrong. And unfortunately, the writing's going to be on the wall because the first company that would fall apart would be Ring of Honor. 
I've always, you can find old episodes of me saying this, that if stuff ever hit the fan and if shit ever started to fall apart and if resources were going to go, you would know first. And I think a few times my point was impact. People were saying, oh, you know, impact going on. I was like, honestly, you would know because Ring of Honor would go first. They would be on the chopping block before, unfortunately, just based on stature. So I always knew that Ring of Honor kind of in that ECW position that Paul Lee had. Um, I always knew that that's what would happen. You that they would be the ones that would fall apart there. They're with the limited amount of resources they have out of everyone. And uh, I think the pandemic was like the nail in the coffin. I feel possibly there would be an attempt to uh, revitalize this in some capacity in the future. But at the same time, it could never be the company that it was now, both because the whole justification for taking it down was to do that rebranding. So now they kind of have to commit to that. And also because the talent's going to scatter. There's no way to know where everyone's going to be in April. Some people, when this kind of shit happens, leave the business. It's been known to happen. If you go back and look at guys that we've lost, they just got regular jobs and said, fuck it. I just didn't do anything anymore. You know, maybe they come back later. Who knows? But you're not going to have the the roster or anything near like what they had now. It would be virtually impossible. It's like starting over again. They wouldn't know the position of where everyone is to be able to even establish what this company is or what it means. What does Ring of Honor mean in the future? And even when they start to do that, that's going to be a bit rocky for a while, because if they're going into this with no contracts, then it's going to basically be a revolving door for a while. To me, I felt like they were already in that situation where, unfortunately, it, it wasn't just about the pandemic, but it was about the talent that they kept. And it's no disrespect to people there, but nobody was over. As much as it was a pure wrestling company, it was almost too pure. Ring of Honor goes through these stages where they're too this and they're too that. I remember complaining on here years ago about there being too much honor. Think about it. It's called Ring of Honor. And I came my hand. I was like, there's too much fucking honor. <laughs> yeah. Because what was going on was the main feud for months was Davey Richards versus Eddie Edwards for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And don't get me wrong, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards are great wrestlers. If you've ever watched Davey Richards face Eddie Edwards, it's fucking fantastic. But the thing was that they were also the American Wolves, the tag team champions of Ring of Honor. And in a lot of these pay-per-views, there was there would be they would do double duty. Or sometimes they would only do one, but they would be holding both titles. So Whenever the main event happened, it was always very wholehearted. Like it was always they would start out buddies. They would come out together. They would shake hands, do the code of honor, have the match. And then afterwards, whichever one of them won would put the other one over in like one of those speeches like this guy and blah, blah, blah. And and after all, I was like, there's too much fucking honor. Like there's no heat here because you guys are best buddies. So it's kind of like these are great matches that you're putting on. It's like Eddie and Dean type shit in a lot of ways, like that kind of tension where it's like these are two guys that are just giving it their all. But you can't have a company survive on just two guys trying to give it their all. You know what I mean? And it's like Ring of Honor gets stuck in these niches. Thank God Kevin Steen kind of, if you guys remember the lore, he came in and started breaking that up. You know, he was the one who started kicking their asses and calling them jujitsu jack-offs and beating them up and doing Kevin Steen type shit to them. And I was like, yeah, that's why everybody popped for him. By the time they turned on those guys, by the time uh, they were sort of like with the Charlotte situation or with the Cody situation where they got so tired of the fucking honor that the fans were just booing them. That's how Steen got over because the fans were like so sick. They loved having a guy who pull out a candlestick stick and kick your ass and do mean shit to you after putting up with this honor shit for so long. So Ring of Honor, they, 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 they tend to have too many different niches that they fall into, you know, where they like overdo something to the point where it's beaten to the ground. And this time around, it was too pure, too pure wrestling to the point where nobody was over. And I don't even mean that in a mean way. You can have your Dean Malenko's and your, your, your Steve Blackman's, your workhorses and everything else. 
But if everyone is a Dean Malenko and a Steve Blackman, who the fuck is the draw? No one likes to hear the hardcore wrestling fans. They like to, oh, well, well, like, like you don't need a draw, but you do need a draw, man. You need something that makes people want to really tune in or a few things, not even necessarily like a big superstar, but you need like a few things besides the wrestling. That's the incentive. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It should. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Like they should you have, have to have, even if it's only one person, you have to have somebody where it's like, I came here to see this, this person, but oh, there's all this other stuff too. Yeah, so they went from too you, much you, honor. You, you can't build on just, oh, there's all this other stuff, too. Yeah, so they went from the too much honor era, because I don't want to go too far back, but one of them in the recent era, they went from the too much honor with Davey and, and Eddie, who were feuding, which was like a friendly, the friendliest feud you could ever have. The friendliest feud a guy could want. It's the way wrestling would be if it was real. You know, just these two really good carded guys that really just want to be competitive as hell. Shake hands before and after, go home. You know, do a podcast together. They were like the original AEW when you look at it, as far as the friendly shit goes. You know, but the fans boot. And I kind of think that that was to his demise. And like, you know, the same thing happened with uh with now. The Puro stuff got to a point where it was like, all right, we're focusing on the wrestling, but nobody's over and we're losing viewers. Like, Roosh is cool. And, and what was the other guy they had there? Uh, Bandito. Um, Bandito. Those, are, those guys are all right. They're great and everything. But it's like they actually had more charisma than the entire rest of the roster. The girl they had with them. But it's like they didn't have any personalities. Jonathan Gresham having an octopus face doesn't give him a personality. You know, he's still Jonathan Gresham. He's just wearing an octopus face. Right. You know, I've always liked Jay Lethal, but he he's always his least charismatic in Ring of Honor because it's not a performance-based place. He couldn't be more boring. He's not the GNT and AJ Lethal. He's not Black Matisse or any of that shit or doing Ric Flair. Just, just a guy. He's a good wrestler, sure. So I don't really know who their talent is supposed to have been going towards the end. Who even was the champion? Do you remember? I remember um, Roosh was still ROH world champion at the time. It's funny you mentioned Gresham because I know Gresham had just lost the the pure championship not too long ago. Yeah, I don't even know who he lost it to or anything, you know. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the guy who he lost to escaped me. It's like yeah, there wasn't too much star power. Or I, I mean, I can't even count guys like the Briscoes who have been there forever. Because like at that point, their whole draw was hey, the Briscoes have been here since day one. Yeah, and the Briscoes, yeah, that counts. I'm not going to forget about the Briscoes. You know, who it, it has been brought up. Melsa brought it up again. Um, I wouldn't have brought it up just because I'd like to see them go somewhere. But Melsa brought up again that one of the reasons, which my wife also brought up, was the, the tweet from a long time ago that they made. It was oh like a homophobic yeah, tweet. But it's kind of like, Jesus Christ, man. But that's Melsa bringing that up. Some of y'all less famous and said were shit. Shut that's up. Melsa bringing that up. And yeah, maybe the cons wouldn't want want that. I don't know at this point. To me, the focus more is that there is a that this is over as far as this goes, and whatever comes afterwards, it might not be as good as what we had. And quite frankly, in the end, I wasn't impressed with what we had, and I was a hardcore Ring of Honor guy. But there just came a point where it was like, I don't need to see this card. Like it was like, there's going to be great wrestling here, but there's a lot going on in the world. You got to you got to give a little bit more than that. Yeah, everybody else is bringing like their A game, and ROH is kind of just like we're here. Like, sure, you're the best wrestling in the world, but that's not you just heard Renee saying, I like the shit, you know, like I liked watching the brawls and like, you know, the street fights with Roddy Piper and <laughs> Goldust. I like the bullshit, you know what I mean? Of course it is. It's storytelling. We just compared it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Imagine if that's what happened. Imagine if at the end of, 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 of a, a freaking civil war in the comics or in the show, all of a sudden you have Steve Rogers and Tony Stark and it's just a collar and elbow tie up. He puts them into a wrist lock and then they're on the floor transitioning. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? 
you know, like all of the Avengers are just standing around them in a circle, just clapping, yay, yay, yay. And it's like the two of them are just, you know what I mean? It's like, it would be, it'd be fucking weird, right? It was kind of like the tension, the drama wasn't there. Like, if you go back and look at the fight between Tony and Steve, there was anger. They were both pissed off at each other. It culminated from all of the disagreeing and they were hitting each other and shit. You know what I mean? And it was almost like a like bitter, bittersweet thing going on nobody was thinking about whether or not captain america was using like his marine training and was doing like a takedown or you know what i mean like a freaking you know what i mean like a russian leg sweep or whatever it was just they were just kicking each other's asses you know the when when the two sides fought everyone collided in the air and there was like heat and shit was going on these stories need there to be some some sort of action that's not just technical shit on the floor you know it's funny you said I liked it before you were born because because yeah that that brings me to like they need I hope you died in the womb drama like as much as people laugh oh about that God. Bella shit you know what I mean that's kind of what you're going for you want someone to want someone else to die in the womb you know what I mean and you don't go from that into a fucking wrist lock you know what I mean can you imagine that I wish you died in the womb evil twin wrist lock collar and elbow takedown you know what I mean. What? I've seen and that's the, that and, that, and, and that's okay. the problem and part of the problem is with, with wrestling that booking has hurt everybody I've not just seen that like in Ring of Honor situations I've seen that in WWE is more guilty of it they just have a bigger production but that sort of is where you lose your heat you can't have people that's like you fuck this motherfucker fuck my wife he burned my house down and then it's like waist lock what you guys tried to kill each other before this how did this start the match this way <laughs> You should be blowing out of the corner and just jumping on. You want to rip his fucking hair and eyes on. Nobody's gonna emotionally react. It's like think about how many times you've seen a thing like that. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Lesnar do shit like that, or even Goldberg or or, or Bobby Lashley, where like these big guys who are, who are talking shit. So and when the match starts, it's like literally like you know like a, like a collar and elbow, wrist lock, waist lock. Oh, and they go back to the corners and they dust themselves. If you were pissed off, you were gonna kill him. Remember, he was gonna die. He ran you over in the street. He broke into your house. He burned your backyard. It'll be like it'll be crazy levels of shit, and it'll and it'll have that be the thing. So it is very necessary to not have pure wrestling in wrestling. As much as I love pure wrestling, when it happens, it's kind of like if I watched a kung fu flick, and all of the action happened in the dojo with the rules. You know, like oh, you know, we're gonna find, we're gonna meet here. It doesn't all happen. Like even in Karate Kid, where the whole feud is based on the dojo. A lot of the shit that happens outside, like when they jump each other or they do shit to each other before the tournament to screw each other over, is what makes the stuff in the dojo there. Do you think people would like that as much if the kung fu flick was literally all settled in the dojo? Like from beginning to the end, they just bowed. They had a very technical match. The ref called point. And everybody just went separate ways. It's like good storytelling. You know, like you do need you need rules there to be broken. You know, as much as I detest that last Mortal Kombat movie that came out, one thing that a lot of arguments that I heard people say was, oh, they never even had the Mortal Kombat tournament. They never even had the tournament. They never even had the tournament. How disorganized. They never even had the tournament. Uh, They never even had the tournament. Bro, fucking demons from another dimension came to this fucking world to murder everybody. They're ripping each other's heads off and shit and disintegrating people in the street. And then in order for us to control them, they're having a tournament. We never agreed to this. This isn't something we like. Either way, these are fucking monsters. Yeah, they disrupted the fucking tournament. They're evil, remember? Can you believe those guys? That's how that's what people were acting with the new Mortal Kombat movie. I've never thought about that before. Like, yes, you're supposed to have a tournament called Mortal Kombat. Out of everything that sucked about that movie, it's not going to break my heart. Can you believe that these evil ninjas tried to kill these motherfuckers on the way to the tournament? Yep, I actually can. So, yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> people people forgot about bad guys. Exactly. Like, like they're evil. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, they didn't have a tournament. 
they didn't have a tournament because they didn't want one. They wanted to kill everybody. That was their original right. objective. We want to kill all of you and take over your world. The tournament is what's stopping us. But if we kill all of you, there'll be no you. So there'll be no fucking tournament. Since we're evil, we don't care that we broke the rules because you'll be dead. That makes we sense. Accomplish either way. That's how evil works. So it's just weird when I hear people complaining about it. It's like bad guys need to do bad shit and it's going to be chairs and kendo sticks and things that you don't like. If they follow the rules, everything will be pure. Remember old school Power Rangers when they kidnapped the parents and they told them to take oh to God. They were like, give us your morphers, give us, which is the thing that makes them into a power. Give us your morphers and we'll give back your parents. I love that scene. They all give in their things and turn back to normal. And then they said, now give us back our parents. And he was like, what for? I'm going to take over the world. And he leaves. <laughs> He's a fucking bad guy, you idiots. <laughs> it's like, that's how bad, that's how evil fucking works. So it's just weird when I hear like people not wanting this kind of stuff. Like you need it. That, I'm not saying have a Nick Gage every match. I'm not saying run around. Oh, I need a title match and stab somebody in the face with a fluorescent light every weekend. But I'm just saying that, yeah, there has to be more going on than honor. Or pure wrestling. And I get that that's the gimmick, but the gimmick's not going to work nowadays. They're, to me, the gimmick was always having a top act. And after a while, they ran out of top acts. When I look back, it was having a CM Punk that made people watch it. Having a Samoa Joe. Having a Brian Danielson. Having a Kevin Steen. Even having a Davey Richards and an Eddie Edwards. You know, having an Adam Cole and a Kyle O'Reilly. Having a Bullet Club. Having a Nakamura. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, to me, what happened was they ran out of shit to have. We, it's like we watched it happen here. Every time somebody got moved over, we were like, oh, my God. They're not going to be in Ring of Honor anymore. That's a big loss. It's like the writing was on the fucking wall. They always had, like, a really good thing. And it's no disrespect to anybody that was there. But there came a point where I, I where after the Bullet Club, I don't know what the next good thing was. Like, what was it supposed to be? Maybe it was going to be Marty Skrull, but that Me Too shit took him out. Maybe it was going to be... I don't know what was going to happen. But I just yeah. feel like it. every time I thought it was the end, there was a part of me like when Steen was gone, I was like, how the hell are they going to have no Kevin Steen? We're going to go back to too much honor? Because he was like the only mean person there. You know? And it was like, but they, they managed to keep it. Generico was another one. It was like, I don't know how we're going to do Cole. All of these guys. But it came to a point where we stopped asking about the honor. You know what I mean? And about who's going to be there and who's going to like, think about that. That's the one thing nobody's talking about, man. With all the times that people get released and all the time wrestling companies have been merging and doing all this other stuff. This is the first time with this news, this huge news that not one person has been like, well, where's this person going? What does this mean for this person? Oh, AEW is going to grab him. And it's not that there's not good talent there. It's that that's not even the story. That would have been the story anywhere else about where are these people going to go? But they just don't have over enough talent that the first thing people think of is where that talent's gonna go i'm seeing headlines that dan fucking hassan dan hassan is gonna that he's hinting that he's gonna go to either he did like the cody ear and i think no disrespect to him right afterwards he broke his leg in two places in an indie show so you're gonna be yeah. hopping to AEW. but the point that i'm making here is that when you have dan hassan the, the 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 mime guy as a as like the as like well where's he gonna go and it's, I like him, but I'm just saying, you know, like, it's not, there wasn't like this a top draw there. It's not where it's like, where anywhere else you'd have heard, where's he going? Yeah, who else did they have? Uh, you know, I've said before, I've, I love Silas Young, I, and my favorite is Dalton Castle. I'm curious where they're going to go, but again, that's not something that's going to be like yeah. a game for, for me, like the Briscoes are the main ones where I'm like, oh, I wonder where they're going to wind up, but... Well, with the Briscoes, I always look at them as just the top, just because they're everywhere anyway. They're in New Japan. They're in, I didn't feel like they're in MLW right now, right? That's, Aren't they? They're in, not in MLW. I, they're in G, 
GFW or something. Yeah, yeah, they're doing uh, doing stuff with GCW. GCW, and then they're going to be doing like I think they were going to be doing something with NW or MLW or something. What the point is, they're around, so I don't even. I they're top yeah. tier automatically to me. But when, like again, when I look at it, it's just the way that this whole thing has gone. They don't have. They were already in a bad spot. Yeah, I always kind of said it. I think I might even say it on the air once in the early days. Um, the thing that I always liked with the Ring of Honor is whenever somebody would leave. It was literally just, okay, who move the next person up in line because there was always somebody, whether they realize they're not ready to take that spot if somebody left. And I and I hate the way this is going to sound, but really, man, it feels in a lot of ways to me, whether deliberately or accidental, like AEW was built on the blood of Ring of Honor, you know, like they couldn't handle they couldn't handle the mass exodus. Maybe they weren't maliciously doing it, but they were not in a position at that time as a company where they could say, all right, we can afford to lose all of these guys that they were sharing with New Japan. They lost like the whole Bullet Club when you really look at it. They lost the Young Bucks. They lost Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Like they lost everybody. You know, they lost all of, they lost at the same time they lost uh, Marty Skrull. Look at the roster. They lost Adam Page. They lost all of their American talent, their most over guys. The Bullet Club was their act for a while. You know what I mean? That was their act that they were sharing. It's kind of like that mass exodus. They never recovered from that. It was just too much too fast. And I think that's what they suffered from. Back when it was just WWE and WWE would always cherry pick their world champion. And if you go back and look, every time Ring of Honor made somebody a world champion, is it a coincidence that that person wound up in NXT and then they were a world champion? It was literally almost the same thing. They have all their world champions except for Davey Richards. All of them. CM Punk, Samoa Joe, and, and Brian Anderson at this point. They have every fucking, <laughs> every, every, I can't even think of what, what world champion don't they have? Jay Lethal. That's, a, <laughs> that's about it, right? And Jay Rouge. Lethal, Jay Briscoe, I think those were two right there. Yeah, so I think that what happened was whenever WWE was the only company around and they would take their world champion, they were always able to recover and regroup. They always had like another interesting thing going on. Yeah, they always had something ready to fill that gap until they could kind of bounce back. But then the combination of having two big companies that are now picking your talent, two big companies now. And, now and they're not two, just stopping at your world champions. They're not. They're not just stopping at all. Not, like They're going through everything. I mean, I kind of felt like with the Kings of Wrestling to me was a big loss. Claudio and freaking Chris Hero. I thought it was a gigantic fucking loss for the tag team division that they didn't recover from. Kenny King, who Jim, Jim Cornette to this day hates him for when he went to TNA to be part of the beatdown guys and all that other shit. And, uh, Remember that shit, the way he went off and talked about him wiggling his dick on TV and he cursed him out and called him motherfucker twice and everything. You know what I mean? Like that, that whole thing, that was, that was another thing where it's like the Midnight Express was considered like a, well, the All Night Express was considered like a thing, you know? Uh, yeah, those were the days. Like this, this, this company got picked dry. The Vultures came in and took them apart. When TNA um, took Austin Aries was another case. They took Austin Aries and then, and then 205 Live, believe it or not, took Austin Aries, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Well, NXT took them first, then the main, then two or five. Two. You know, when you think about it, they fucked this company up. They took people who were top talent, and the ones that went on to be top talent never came back. And then they took the other ones they fucked over. Look at look at Mike Bennett. He was a top talent guy. He was a guy headed for the top. They fucking destroyed that guy. 
he didn't get to be anything. That that could have saved them if they would have had a Mike Bennett, if they would have had an Austin Aries. He was Maria's dick. That was it. You know what I mean? Like, if they would have had a lot of these guys that are in other places that they took and did fuck all with, none of this would have happened. That's the part to me that's bad. Like, at least AEW took these guys and utilized them and made something with them. WWE took a lot of the exact talent that's responsible for Ring of Honor's position and did nothing. Maria and Mike Bennett are, like, top examples. Austin Aries being another one. You know what I mean? These are top people that could have been over there. Yeah, like um, the guy, the guy you told me about who did the SA Reels video. I don't know if you saw, he did one on Austin Aries. I didn't realize. I didn't remember his run being that dull. Yeah, and I've always said Austin Aries is probably Jesus. one of the greatest wrestlers in the entire world. He's like a Brian Danielson level of a wrestler. He may not have the greatest personality like Brian Danielson, according to many, but he definitely has like that level of a wrestler. Like, can you? You wouldn't even. I can't even imagine nowadays if Brian Danielson got to face Austin Aries, how great that would be. Oh my you know? god! And unfortunately. You know, that would steal the that. show on any card in any company. Yeah, so Ring of Honor, unfortunately, they're they're a product of of this this issue. Yeah, Quest Quest, what's up in the chat room? He says that he remembers when I said that Cody and the Bullet Club guys left and that Ring of Honor was gonna die soon. And at this point, it might this so called resurgence they're doing it might honestly be nothing more than just te- just a temporary fix to what could be a long term problem. Because like yeah, it's not looking like they. I don't think they'd be. I honestly don't think they'd be able to bounce back. I think it might be they might be back for a little bit. Be like, all right, guys, it's gonna be new. It's gonna be great, and then just nothing's gonna really come of it because who knows? In that time, was it April when this will be coming back, like Mania season? Who knows what could happen between now? We're in November and April. There's rumors of of WWE. Oh, of rather, I'm sorry, of AEW starting their own streaming service in 2022. They might wind up with that library and just with Ring of Honor as part of that if it goes in that direction. So, Ooh. but yeah, I will definitely keep you guys updated on this story. Um, For sure. Let's see here. In a quick bit of other news, you might have already heard, you might have already known, but Greg Hamilton has been released from WWE. Shane McMahon must be so devastated. Yeah, right. He can no longer say the best in the world, Shane McMahon. He's gone. Now we say it and then Shane pops in the chat room. Do it better. Now, I didn't um, go into this story previously because I didn't understand what was going on. But apparently, Greg Hamilton, and I had this on the program last week, he issued legal threats against Westside Gun. Who the fuck's Westside Gun? He's a rapper. Sounds like it. So this guy, Westside Gunn, who's, I guess he's a rapper. He's also a WWE super fan. He did a recent track, and apparently he used Greg Hamilton's voice on the track. I'm not sure in what way, but I'm assuming, you know, just a generic, maybe the following contest is scheduled for one fall. Like, there's something he says he must have put at the beginning of one of his raps or something. And Greg Hamilton threatened to sue the guy. Well, damn. I want to try to Man. find that original story now. I'm going to give me a second here because I'm curious. Yeah, he, now. he is definitely a rapper. Oh, I know about the rapper guy. Yeah, there's a few. See, I see it in a few places. I just want to get it from a place I like. So talk about me being picky while I'm on the air. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, check out this dude. He's from Buffalo, New York. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Here we go. Yeah, because this was the one that I wanted. There we go. So the tweet he put was, well, West Side Gun. Buffalo Kids Gallery, let's hope you that since you stole my voice for your incoherent kindergarten fables, that you saved up enough delivering for DoorDash because you are 
I guess he put an emoji face, which is fucked. You'll be paying me for years. Apologize, and I'll think about not collecting every dime for the rest of your life. Or I can just get WWE lawyers. That's okay, too. Settle with my lawyer, and don't ever use my voice again. So wrong. So I saw this last week, and I just remember thinking, damn, is is, is Greg Hamilton stoned or hired? Does he not like whoever this rapper is? Like, I just kind of thought it was a weird thing. I didn't want to come on here with that because literally it was like, okay, then what happened? I don't know. This seems like nobody, I don't even know if the rapper saw it. I saw it. I just didn't know if anybody, I didn't know. It also almost sounded like you would think maybe that they were like working an angle. Like maybe their buddies, like when I first, because it came off so savage. (laughs) I get West Icon versus Greg Hamilton. Like, hey man, you're gonna use my voice. I'm gonna sue you. It could have been one of those things. Like, it seemed like oh something like, like, but no, because that was deleted. And even in the comments, people are like, "Great way to treat someone who's a super fan of WWE that brings attention to the business that feeds your family." And then somebody else put Greg's kind of left field at this. West Side Gun is always front row and a super fan at events. He gets, he even gets the camera put on him from time to time. How have we never seen this guy before? <laughs> right, like as many times as they put the camera on somebody in the front row, you'd think I'd remember seeing somebody named West Side Gun. I'm gonna get the screenshot that Ringside used here. Cause I got to see you. I miss this. I don't remember him. Yo, he looked high as shit in that picture, don't he? When the fuck would you see him on camera? Right. <laughs> oh, he think it's gonna look something. Somebody gonna look drastically different. Like now, nah. if Method Man and Red Man made a sequel to that movie, they were he'd be like the third new character they added. Oh my god. Cousin, cousin man, cousin fucking West Side, cousin Gun. Oh my God, West Man, a rapper born from <laughs> the wrong era. Red Man, Method Man, and like bra. A couple of decades too late for the for the style he's rocking. <laughs> At least in my opinion, what the hell fuck do I know about this? But yeah, um, yeah, this is brutal. This guy's front row when he interacts with WWE, and Greg fucking Hamilton sent this shit out to him. Right, like motherfucker, you see him. All the time, if you're you didn't even you didn't even what? think that to check with WWE if you should press the send button here, I'd fire somebody for that. If this is the reason, I don't know if this is exactly. the reason. I would I would fire, I would totally fire him like on the spot just because of the tweet. And I know that's that's harsh to say, but if you're gonna do like the way he came out in that is so random. There's so much shit here. Like the incoherent kindergarten fables. So you're shitting on the guy's music. And then delivering DoorDash. You're shitting on his income. And I guess DoorDash too. And then basically saying that he could just get WWE lawyers. You're Greg Hamilton, right? You could get WWE lawyers? You? Or is he just saying it the way that fucking uh, Mean Gene used to say back in the day? I have a fleet of lawyers. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like, what are they? Are you kidding me? (laughs) You said that shit too. Oh my God. Oh, sir, you have fucking fibbed up. Look at this. Quest is saying that Westside Gun, he knows Westside Gun. He's also at the AEW shows. He's good friends with Finn Balor and with the Butcher and the Blade. And he has some songs with wrestling themes. And that's the guy you're going to fuck with? Because and you know how voice? WWE feels about those people when like they put them on camera and they have those set front row. Those people usually get the special treatment at those shows. Even if he feels that way about his voice being used to publicly, again, and I can't emphasize this enough, why do people think Twitter is the place to conduct this kind of business, man? What's mentally wrong, and I hate to go in like this, but what's mentally wrong with Greg fucking Hamilton 
that he doesn't have the basic common sense and capacity to understand how stupid this is. Like, what kind of drugs does he have to be on to say that shit? Like, this, it's just not a place that you handle business. Like, were you threatened to sue somebody on Twitter with WWE lawyers? Man, people don't know how to conduct themselves on social media. This is why everybody shouldn't have a Twitter, because some people don't know how to act. I can't believe that shit, man. Like, I didn't know this story going into it. I knew the other part. I just didn't know who the guy was he tweeted at. And I was like, is this a work? Like, who the fuck would talk to somebody like that? Like, all I knew it was a rap. Was it was a rap or something? And you're thinking, like, okay, maybe it's one of those random fucking SoundCloud rappers that nobody knows. But it's like, no, you pick somebody who kind of, like, they see him as somewhat of a big deal. Like, So then he tweets out. Or Instagram's out, whatever, Graham's out. I'm not going to keep citing sources. Fuck sources. He says, after six years and 52 weeks a year, it's time to say goodbye. First and foremost, don't let the internet or social media gas you up. This was a mutual respect departure from a great company. Nothing but respect from both sides. It's business. We all know our worth. Also understand that what you see in social media is exactly that. It's not real life. Especially for your favorite superstars. They're human beings, real lives, and incredible... And incredible human beings. Yeah, you said that already. That's a redundant sentence, but I'll let you go. You just got fired. The hate, the bullying, that is read and internalized by real human beings, not characters. That needs to be said for my friends. As I get older, my mother is in her 70s. My sister, Jessie, who has cerebral palsy, those are my priorities. Not chasing fame, not being on television. 52 weeks a year became too much. Without our mental health, we have nothing. But man, what a ride. There are truly no fans like the WWE Universe. Wow, six continents over six years. Embracing your love and passion has truly changed me as a person. I am forever grateful. I'm going to go ahead and just say I don't believe him. Like, I think that he was fucking fired for this. Right. <laughs> like this is again me just talking you know take everything with a grain of salt i report the story then i give my opinion my opinion i think that i don't think that they were the timing not just the timing but i just think that they fucking fired him maybe that's what they told him because why bother to tell somebody that crazy the truth right you know i've learned i never tell crazy people the truth it's just like keep keep believing your truth man you know we we, we split ways because of what a great announcer you were and how not crazy that shit looked <laughs> you know that's what happened sure and then you I'm turn sure that's what they told the guy behind you it's because it looked crazy you know we had a guy here we had mr joe who i one time made him an honorary chat room moderator i never moderated him actually but he was that. he was told you to moderate him he was told to moderate <laughs> he was given an advisory role because we didn't want to put up with his shit and then afterwards, he put out the announcement. He said that he made the decision to leave, that it was a hard decision to, to, to no, go. No, sir, you were after, go. after he was given an honorary moderator role in our chat room where we never modded the fucking guy and never really gave him anything to do. Um, Just yeah, sit in the chat he, room. He, after much contemplation, it was a hard decision. And then people in, in his snowflake community gave him props for saying, you made a right choice, man. There was no fucking choice to be made. You were handed your walking papers and you were done in a way where we wouldn't get heat. We made you an honorary bullshit that didn't exist, which I can say <laughs> now because I don't fucking care about anything in this reality post pandemic. But yeah, we made you an honorary fake thing that we came up with on the fly out of desperation to not get fucking heat from you. You know, but really, we just wanted your ass gone. We would never tell somebody we wanted their ass gone. We would just be like, hey, look, you're an honorary putz like we did with him. I think that they turned Greg Hamilton into a fucking honorary putz. It really did. What's up, George? (laughs) 
it for me, the funny thing it is, it's the timing alone that gives it away just for me. Because it's like, okay, so this comes out that you did this. Oh, um, I'm stepping away from WWE for six years. Word. It's like, and I, I hate when people do this. I love how he, he mentioned uh, the sister and then just throws in, oh, yeah, and she has zero palsy. She had that the whole six years you were in WWE. What the fuck you talk? What? I give no sympathy like, for that. Like, 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 don't throw stuff in just for the extra pity points. It does not work. Right. Yeah, no, not at all. Not in the slightest. Like, motherfucker, be real. You got fired because you came for West Side Gun and they said, stop it. Yeah. So, like I said, they, they, they joined in that dude. And said, here, you're an honorary moderator. He went and he, because people that are crazy like that, you want them to regurgitate the shit you say. When you when you void and null them or null and void them, depending on where you are, if you're dyslexic, you want to fucking do that. You know, you want to get rid of them in that way. You know, they probably wanted this crazy bastard to go. Well, they said that everything was fine. They said everything was okay between <laughs> us and that everything was fine. And they just didn't need another person on the air. That's what they did to Greg Hamilton. I love how that's your WWE stooge voice. You know, again, I've always said we're by no means NBC, but even running a small production gives you a perspective on how production's running. You don't know how many people have told you guys that they made a quote unquote tough fucking decision that had already been long made for them. <laughs> they made a tough decision in accepting it. That's what they made. I've been the oracle in this motherfucker this whole time. You already made the choice. You're here to find out why you did. <laughs> So, yeah, man, fuck that. Like, no, Greg, after seeing that, which I did not know, I had to go back and look up the story. They absolutely fired you for fucking with not only a rapper, but like someone who's front row, who's a fan. Are you crazy? Ugh. All right, Greg, rip. Bah. I did not. I didn't even know that was that's wild, man. <laughs> it's funny because I originally I guess it's because I don't necessarily think about Greg Hamilton that often. I was just like, oh, well, that sucks, and then just moved on. It's like, it's amazing hearing the full story. I carry with less now. But just the fact that he was like, so maybe I'll get WWE lawyers to sue you in your no, diner you dash, in, you. in your door dash delivery, and your shitty rap. It was like, dude, I wish I was his friend. I wish I was a friend. I would have texted him. I would have been like, OMG, they're going to fire you with a little tongue sticking on Imaji. <laughs> He would have known way sooner. I'm like, dude, they're going to fucking... Oh, my God. He must... And here's another thing. This is just me speculating. But for him to be comfortable putting that shit out to a guy he doesn't know that's a super fan, imagine what an asshole he must be to people. You know what I mean? I'm just speculating here. But you're not going to be just... You're not going to tweet like that and tell me that someone hasn't had a shitty encounter with that guy, man. That fucking tweet is brutal. Unless they both come forward and say that this was a work. The timing is really scary. I don't know who replaced him. Anyone who has less freaking... Who's less bipolar. You know, and you're right. You're absolutely right, Dustin. I'm glad that you brought that up. This guy went like I don't know. He was like, my my mother gets older. She's seventy. My sister has cerebral palsy. They're starting to do like those memes that you see. When I was born, I was in the hospital and I couldn't talk or walk. I shit myself constantly. Like this you guy had struggles. Like. I had to I had to eat baby food. Like this, this is, wow. I was pushed out of a narrow cavern and it hurt. Like he went complete pity party, which I hate with people. I don't care when I snowflakes. He went complete as my mother is in her 70s. As mothers get. How old is Greg Hamilton? Can somebody get me this guy's age? Give me a second. Check a fine. 
can't believe we're stopping for Greg Hamilton's age, but I'm wondering here. So it's like Greg Hamilton. Let me look him up. It's so hard because more famous people named Greg Hamilton come up. Right. I'm not even joking. Like a football guy named Greg Hamilton comes up. <laughs> Shit. Be- thanks a lot for being named Greg Hamilton. When there's way more. 42 years old. And your mother's in her 70s, as is for most people in their 40s. It's not like right. 70 happened to your mother. It's not like she was walking down the street in the parking lot of Pathmark and she got and hit by a 70. Down. Look out, mom, 70. You're in your 40s. So your mom mathematically would be normally in a relationship around the fucking 70, sometimes older. So as your mom nears her 70s, as parents do, get older. You know what I mean? Like there was almost no point in bringing that up, and my and my and and his sister has cerebral palsy. Those those are his priorities. If that's the case, then the tweet of him having this statement about being released should have preceded WWE's release. It's kind of like they announced you're fired, and then you responded, not the other way around. I've seen people on here ask for their releases first. Didn't freaking uh, didn't uh, this guy do it? Now, why am I blanking on his name now? Rusev? Nero? No, uh, our dearly departed buddy. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah, Brody. Brody Lee. Didn't yeah, he Brody, put yeah, out Brody a tweet? Brody for his release like three times. Publicly. For some reason, the name Harper was sticking in my name, and I didn't want to call him that. So that's why I was like, what's his name? I'm not going to give him that name. But yeah, Brody Lee asked for his fucking release when he was Harper. You know? Like, to me, Greg got fired. To, to you with anybody with common sense Greg got fired the following contest is scheduled for one job <laughs> where the loser will be fired yeah loser leaves town and every town that they're in thereafter wouldn't it be great if, if we hear in like a week or two he's doing DoorDash <laughs> damn yeah I want it so bad now just this that's the reason why I love wrestling news. It's better than the angles themselves. It, to me, that would be that. These those are the moments that make me believe there's a god because there's no such thing <laughs> in coincidences as humor like that. When I've seen stuff like that happen, like again, we've had it. We had a, a a politician in New York called Anthony Weiner that got in trouble for exposing his dick on on his cell phone. That is an act of God right there. And it was like, that's God's work. Your name was Anthony Weiner and you got exposed, you exposed your Weiner. That's God's work right there. That's the shit. I don't need water into wine or the sea to be part If this guy made a joke about DoorDash and winds up working at DoorDash, that would be God's work. <laughs> that's God. People look for God in the wrong things. I find God all the time. You look for because it in toast. I look be- for it in the post. Yeah, exactly. Not the same. You should write that shit down. You look for it. I look for the polls if that we could fit that. Because wow, but yeah, because yeah, like when I when I think about it, to me, that's the reason people are like haven't found God. You haven't looked because to me, I see this is this is the shit I see it in. You know, Anthony Weiner showed his Weiner and got fired. You don't think that was God? Think about how long you'd have to go for a joke. That's a high level man they went along with for a joke. He had to name him Wiener. He had to have his ancestors name Wiener and bring that name across just so that somewhere down his bloodline, he'd have his dick out. Think about the fucking long, the, 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 the long past that that is, the Hail Mary. He had to plan from the beginning of that bloodline that one of them's going to pull out his dick. I don't know which one, but one. Once we have the internet in the future, that's when one of these Wieners is coming out. That's God. So, yes, if Greg Hamilton winds up working at DoorDash, that would be God's work, man. Yo, I would fucking hear. 
Look for God you in the right understand. places. When you see crazy <laughs> shit like that, that's the real God. Everybody's looking for lights and angels. Nah, man. God makes crazy shit happen. <laughs> that to me has always been proof that there's a higher power out there. You know, exactly. Long term storytelling, Spartan Jesus. That's what God does. Think about the fact that the, the Anthony Weiner from all those years up to when he showed his dick and that wasn't even his first offense oh my God. that wasn't even his first offense so that this was a joke that that, that it came back later because the first time he was indicted for shit in new york and he somehow got away with it he was having some sort of an affair wasn't that the original thing he was having an affair with a young lady i think so so it involved then, his dick yeah, and did. then he managed to get involved and then back then we thought the wiener joke was funny just because he's anthony wiener and he had an affair with his wife then he literally started sending out dick pics as anthony wiener in the future god did that <laughs> that's not even an episode of south park or family guy and it's that quality of storytelling it really is like some south park little bullshit anthony weiner like i can't i'm i would have lost my job if i worked in that court i wouldn't be able to keep it together <laughs> when they call him to the stand or when they read his stuff or anytime it's like anthony weiner standing around me it would be hilarious i'd be like there's no way i could keep it together i'm gonna lose my job i can't even look at anybody and with the way that I am, I know I would have friends by now that also work at the courthouse. It would be one of those situations where we can't even look at each other like, oh, my God, don't look at me when I go to hand the paper, though, because if I look at you, we're going to both laugh because I know you're thinking about Anthony Weiner. I'm thinking about Anthony Weiner. We have to make it through this trial just looking at the fucking ground. <laughs> That's what I would have to be. I would not be able to make eye contact with my boys in the fucking chat room. What we're calling Anthony Weiner. God did that. Oh my God! You would you you would look worse than Charlotte when they used to cut prom when the iconic used to cut promos on her. I would not be able to keep it together for that kind of shit, man. Oh. So yeah, Greg Hamilton. This whole thing, this is like God's sense of humor right there. It's the subtlety in God that you find. Oh Jesus! Oh man, I was I can't believe it though. But yeah, I never thought Greg Greg Hamilton of all people. See, you think you know somebody, and I guess you don't. Well, I never knew him, but you know. Oh my God, that's too funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about yeah. it until you said it. Then the moment you said it, it, it felt attainable. It's like he might wind up at DoorDash. I'm telling you, it, I can see it happening. And then we should we should see if they could arrange for the rapper guy to to uh, have his food delivered. Yes, have it developed by have Greg show up at his door and he goes, well, well, well. The following sandwich what is scheduled for one here? trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, dude. Oh my God! Yeah, you have DoorDash put in this contract that he has to do every delivery like that. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, Greg Hamilton taking too much time. Thank you, Greg. We we love you and we appreciate you. Um, get my drink. Okay, so let's see here, real quick. All right, last thing is Tony Khan. Tony Khan is uh as you guys know, they've had their quote-unquote increase in ratings, which I'm going to say I'm proud of them and everything, but you know what I mean? Like, all right, already? You know, like, let's not uh, celebrate too quickly. It It's starting to come off like, you ever seen, like, in any anime, when, like, one of the villains gets knocked through, like, a building or something harsh, and, like, the characters that are, like, mid-level to low-level tier powers are all like, Tiata! But, like, the characters that know better are still standing there with serious faces because they know this motherfucker's about to get back up and dish on everyone around them. the Krillins and Tians and yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how AEW is coming off. It's like, all right, you got a good punch in. You knocked them down. But they, they're probably going to get back up in a few minutes. So we should start thinking about what's going to happen then because usually 
in most of these stories. What happens then is the people who celebrated early get their asses kicked really fucking badly. It, it oversees the, the celebration by far. No one ever remembers the mid-tier celebration. Think about all the ass whippings you've seen. When's the last time you remember the, uh, when's the last time you remember the good old Piccolo or Vegeta celebration? Never. There's always a follow-up ass whipping. Always. It's always, yep, we had you, but then we didn't. Same thing with horror movies. Don't fucking celebrate. I don't celebrate ever. Stab him in the face twice. Yeah. I don't celebrate ever. Even once it's absolutely clear, the celebration still, I'm still waiting to celebrate for whatever, for what happened 20 years ago. You know, I'd be the most dull Final Fantasy character. Everyone's be da 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 da. And I'm still standing there. Nope. <laughs> not yet. I'm not sure. I saw a guy once stab a girl through the fucking back with a sword after the cutscene. So, no, I'm keeping guard. <laughs> Everybody's pausing the credits. It's fucking Frick's still sitting here. Completely on guard. Just because we survived the battle doesn't mean we can't die in a cutscene. I've seen it too many times. No control, no life, no HP. I died in a fucking cutscene. I got shitted on. So no. QTE when you ain't careful. So they need to chill out because cons go out here celebrating everywhere. Everywhere with these with these ratings. And it's kind of like, yeah, it was good once, but they could really, and I keep saying this, and I mean it literally now. Like, don't count them out yet. Like, physically, don't go with your numbers up to them and count. Because then you're going to show them where it is that they're weak and they're going to fortify those areas, which is what they've been doing. They'll just throw stuff at you. They could just, like, they're just as resourceful at doing it. And they've been doing it a lot longer. But before we go into that, let's hear what this was. This was Tony Khan. This was on... Uh, Behind the Pro Wrestling Boom uh, was the name of this here. I'll link you guys to the full thing. But listen to this. Or don't, because I don't hear the... Uh... Okay, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was busted open radio. My bad. Wrong thing. That's why I wasn't coming on. If you press the wrong thing, you get the wrong thing. Right. For you, did you even think about that? Like, oh, should I be quiet at certain times? Or do you, are you just, hey, I'm Tony Khan. I'm proud to be the owner of AEW, and I'm going to be vocal. Uh, well, I really like Eric, and I was kind of surprised by Eric's comments because they were coming from Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and I think Eric Bischoff is probably the last person anybody would expect to say that well, don't argue they think him. the president of a wrestling company should be quiet. But then when it comes to head-to-head competition, like you said, Dave, we were in a head-to-head competition this past week. It was only 30 minutes, and I didn't ask for it. You know, we were in our time slot, and somebody came into our time slot aggressively, and we generally responded pretty well and been very successful. And I was amused by Eric's comments. I, again, I like Eric when we're together, but this is the ultimate example, I think, of glass houses in some ways, knowing how Eric conducted himself when he was the president of WCW. And really, he did ask for the head-to-head competition, and I think he said publicly, you know, I should be going for that. But it's, I don't decide when the shows are on. This time slot, we had looked at a couple of different slots, and this was one that they thought would do well, and I was pretty supportive of. I was surprised that the competition was going to be commercial-free, but I thought it was even more impressive given that I was forced to take a couple breaks. And since the numbers came in Monday, I haven't said much because I think those numbers speak for themselves. I'm just really proud that we won that head-to-head. You know, We didn't make the choice to go head-to-head for 30 minutes against the competition, especially when they decided to do 30 minutes commercial-free, and they lost. But for Eric Bischoff, of all people, the guy who got lowered down on a motorcycle from the ceiling, the guy who challenged Vince McMahon to fight him, to say that somebody should be quiet, it's it's laughable. And Eric is doing an act, and I respect it, but let's be serious. You know, Eric used to be a wrestling company executive, and now he is a commentator. And as a commentator, he's trying to stir up controversy, but I think it it would be 
pretty naive of anybody to look at this and not examine that the person talking is Eric Bischoff, who is the most outspoken wrestling executive of all time, and somebody who got a lot of heat, but somebody who also just, look, if we're going to be honest, like the things I'm trying to do in terms of balancing these great stars we have, like the CM Punk and Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson, and you also have uh, a whole crew of people that are the young stars. A lot of them are becoming young established stars on TV too. And whether it's MJF, Britt Baker, and so many others, Darby Allen in particular, these are stars that I'm committed to, to keeping an AEW and not losing and building around. And, you know, when Eric says focus on the wrestling, I am focused on the wrestling and pushing these people and not running them out of the company. Like Chris Jericho couldn't get out of WCW fast enough. And Eddie Guerrero put in his place, and the wrestlers were told by their boss that there's only three guys in the company. That when Eric said that Hogan, Savage, and Piper were the only three guys that had ever drawn money, of course, a slap in the face to a few other people in the room. But also, what does that say for the morale of the young wrestlers who are busting their asses every week? It just doesn't make sense. So I am happy and grateful to not go off like that every week and really only when there's a call for it, when there's you know competition brought to our doorstep and we have to respond. And I think uh, there's nothing to talk about now because I think we did what we had to do last weekend and now we can enjoy it and also look forward to great cards this weekend. Yeah, so the thing is, again, he's right about things. I'm glad he's so positive. I just think that he needs to stop being so damn cocky. Like it's a little too early to be celebrating and it's all over the damn place. Like he's become quite vocal, you know? Yeah, very true. I get here by all the time, no matter where I look. Yeah, it's just like just rein it in a little and let the other people speak for you um, rather than constantly reminding everybody, you know, like that was really uh, my concern with him. It was just like I didn't think that that was necessary at all. Yeah, back but, it down. Because, Nothing yeah, wrong with reason. being proud of it. I mean, that is a big deal, something to be proud of. Just kind of back it down a little bit. Don't get too excited too fast because shit turns around and the next thing you know, this comes back up and it's like, but what happened? Yeah, and that's the whole reason why uh, they were commercial free, you know, is because right. you you teased them. But yeah, I did a. This is the other one here. Where he talked at the. This was at the Monaco Film Festival, and he talked a little bit about uh about the numbers a bit more. Let me just jump this up a little bit to numbers. Rise of AEW has helped fuel competition. WWE was in a strong position already. They had great audience and good demographics and, uh, you know, a stronger roster, honestly, before AEW came along. And, uh, you know, in the last few years, the free agency that has come into pro wrestling since we launched AEW and now more competition, more good matches on television has led to more fans being interested has brought fans back to professional wrestling. And there's a bigger audience for wrestling than there has been in a long time. And uh, in terms of live attendance, merchandising, and now pay-per-view buys we're at all time highs. And we've built this great TV audience. And in a world where people talk about linear TV and the future of cable and satellite, the most important thing to me is just to maintain the number one position or at least be in the top five, top 10 shows and maintain uh, a chance to be at or around number one as much as we possibly can. And when we launched AEW Dynamite in October of 2019, 
we didn't hit number one right away. And it took a while for us to hit number one. It wasn't until April 14th of 2021 that we finally reached that position. And since then we've done it many times and we're just coming off a streak where we have been the number one show on cable and satellite for six straight weeks on Wednesday night. And now with some sports uh, coming on to cable, we've been time shifted to the weekend the next couple of weeks. So it'll be a great opportunity when we go back to Wednesdays to start that streak again and build a lot of buzz for our Wednesday show. We've also launched a second television show on Friday nights. Now, it took us two years for Dynamite to hit number one of the week, and it only took us uh, two weeks for Rampage uh, to do that. Our second episode has hit that. It's, it's a challenge Friday nights at 10 o'clock to get live viewership. We've seen great audience, though, relative to the time slot, still being top in the slot. And, uh, you know, I really believe uh, with our fan base, uh, they follow us as long as we promote it and keep delivering great matches. They follow us practically wherever we go because they really love AEW. So within reason, I want to keep, uh, you know, finding ways to, to give them great content without oversaturating the marketplace also. So right now, I think we are in a sweet spot of the right amount of wrestling for everybody that they seem to have found a good groove. And I've coined a phrase recently, uh, WYW, watch your wrestling. And I just want people to find what they like, enjoy it. And for us, AEW gives three hours of great TV programming each week with two hours Wednesday and one hour Friday. And our pay-per-view offerings, we put together quarterly pay-per-view offerings. And the, the numbers we've seen at no independent wrestling company that's uh, come along in the last 20 plus years, really since the nineties has hit the numbers we've hit. And uh, it had really been a one horse race in terms of the TV and pay-per-view business for a long time until AEW came along in, in terms of rights fees on television, uh, which there's still a, a big gap. We, we have bigger rights fees by far than any wrestling company besides WWE, but I have to uh, tip our hat to how great the rights fees and revenues of WWE are and the business they built, but they, it's also a business system built over 40 plus years and was also a business that was purchased and then has been built up over those 40 plus years as opposed to AEW, which is not a business I bought. It's a business we started from scratch. And so uh, not just, not just no other wrestling company that's come along in that time, but no, no other wrestling company period. Uh, no matter how long they've been around other than WWE has done that since the nineties, which to your point was really the last wrestling boom, uh, which is why we're here, I guess, talking about this wrestling boom. Uh, we had, we've seen a lift in our pay-per-view numbers year over year. We, we have four quarterly events and each one of them has been up from the year prior. So we are, our Q2 and Q3 events, double or nothing and all out. Now we've presented three of those and each of them has gone up year over year significantly. And the biggest lift yet was the one we got for the most recent all out. Uh, we've seen a huge lift in our business metrics since CM Punk arrived in AEW. Uh, he's one of the great wrestling stars and he brought a ton of fans with him. We had a huge lift for AEW Rampage when he came in and that gave us the high mark for that show and helped us hit number one for a new show uh, very early in its launch. And he's continued to help lift the ratings in a very difficult time slot when he's been on. And he also, we've, you know, the pay-per-view, we sold well over 200,000 pay-per-views worldwide, which is, like I said, not just a record for AEW, but also far more than any other company has done 
since the 1990s, really, in the, the last boom of wrestling. And our SVOD subscriptions on Fight have more than doubled in just a couple months since CM Punk signed up, which is amazing because we those subscriptions had been accumulating for almost two years before that. So a few good points. I don't even know if the Fight TV people count in the ratings. You know, there's a lot of people who prefer the commercial free experience that are subscribed to Fight TV. That if you have Fight TV, what would you be doing watching on TBS with commercials and picture in picture? You could just watch the, the good shit right there. wonder if those numbers yeah. factor in. That'll be a chunk of their ratings. He makes a, another valid point in regards to uh, the fact that he made AEW from scratch, whereas WWE is a 40-year uh, established company that at the time was purchased from Vince McMahon uh, Jr., he he bought it from Vince McMahon Sr. People forget that. He bought his father's yeah, company. Vince didn't start it from day one. Well, Vince Jr. at least. Yeah. Vince did turn it, however, and that's the one thing that he's not given credit for. Vince did turn it into what it is known as today. Like he literally made it into what we know as wrestling that is now what they're all doing. In a way, it's almost like it came full circle. Vince destroyed the territories when he made WWF. He slowly put them all out of business, taking their top guys. And slowly the territories all merged into WWF, which was what it was, a World Wrestling Federation. Now, we have talent all over the world again, when you really look at it. And we're almost in like a territory situation. You know, so in, in that sense, it's come full circle, you know. And that's what makes it like a lot different, where it's like, the talent at the time that Vince had, uh, he got some of it from territories, but a lot of it was homegrown and it was talent that was put over, you know. And now we're in this second point of uh, we're back in territories in a sense. So AEW is able to get more talent from that. You know, they destroyed and almost recreated like a new era of territories in a crazy sort of way. It's a different kind. Like there's not as, not as many as it used to be. I mean, there's still a few of them, but. I remember hearing stories about back in the day where it's like almost every state was a different territory, but yeah, it's almost like a it's almost like a reborn, but I guess simplified would be the right word because now instead of it being just like whatever region you're in, it's just whatever company you're in. I guess. Yeah, but he but Vincent is what took the WWE and made it into the big household name that it was. You oh know? yeah, it's kind of like in doing so, in eliminating the territories. It created these indie feds, which are almost like the territories were. And in creating these indie feds, it created AEW. The interest in wrestling for the majority of people, especially in America, all started with the WWF. There are old school people who may have started with world class, but a lot of people, the interest really blew up with WWF. And for one, for that initial interest, there would have been no rebirth of the indies. There would have led to there being no AEW. So it's like he didn't make a company from scratch versus one that was 40 years of a of a veteran that was purchased. But it was easier to make it from scratch because of the results of what WWE has done. As, as much as people don't want to admit it, everything that they're reaping the benefits from indirectly or not of the fruits of WWF's labor. You know what I mean? Till the day wrestling is gone, there's a good portion of it. The money that's even made outside of that company that's, that was made on the work of Vincent McMahon, you know? Like, there's no doubt denying that they would not exist if all of this didn't happen and all of this couldn't have happened without the WWF. You know, so they just need to remember that that is the company that did it. That they don't, you know, don't underestimate your creators. This is all happening because of uh, because of that, you know, oh, for sure. So it's just something for them to keep in mind. I know people don't like to hear about that, but yeah. So he was able to make it from scratch. Now it's a matter of is he going to grow talent? I think he's done a good job with Darby. 
Oh yeah, Dar- Darby. I think it's been his greatest creation so far. Yeah, but it's almost like that was almost handed to him too. It's not like Darby didn't already come as an all right wrestler. That's a crazy guy that does a lot of skateboard stuff. Did wore makeup. You know what I mean? Did he did he give him that music or was he using that already? I would have to go watch the Darby yeah, Allen matches. Know. You know what I mean? Like the Darby might have just come prepackaged. He might have just bought himself a Darby. <laughs> you know? Taking nothing away from Tony Khan, I'm just saying that when the, the Bischoff and him have been having this dick measuring contest, like when you're comparing the two different eras, it's like there's there's a crop of talent to choose from when AEW did. So much in fact that they literally sucked the blood out of a breathing company to the point where it's a corpse now. And the whole headline of this show was talking about the death of a company on their hands. So yeah. It is easy to um, make a company from scratch when you're scratching another company's fucking eyes out, in a sense. That's half a joke, though. Anyway, getting into the weeklies, we're not going to do... When the, the Gone are the traditional weeklies. I'm just going to talk real quick about whatever the hell I want out of the stuff I saw for the week. I didn't even see everything. I saw some stuff. I'm not. There's not going to be much structure. We're talking about the big stuff, really. Cause... Yeah. I don't even know if we're big. Just whatever the hell I have. And I had no particular order yeah, of fashion. We have it, obviously, because that was an amazing show. I do want to do this Moose promo that happened on Impact, because I keep hearing about it and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, somebody in the crowd decided they wanted to matter for two seconds. I heard about that, but I hit a promo and itself was just good, that, that aside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moose is a fantastic promo. I know. I've done a lot of bad things to get to where I am today. I try to break the neck of a man I once called my best friend. Why? And that bound for glory, I probably did the worst yet. I took away everything. Josh Alexander worked his ass off to get right out of his hands. Right in front of his beautiful wife and young child. And Josh, believe me when I say I have no sympathy. I've seen more people on the bus. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because now I have this, which makes me the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling. I'm the top, I'm the champion of all these people. With the smallest title. It doesn't matter. It's like when Jerry had his own planet How and Rick and Morty. I just watched that episode. It doesn't matter what tribe you're chief to. Oh, so is that what the heat comes from? Don't do that. Let's go back a little bit. Hold on, let's go back a little on that one. It doesn't matter how elite you are. It doesn't matter what tribe you're chief to. About that life, it doesn't matter if you're the boss, the man, 
a woman, a king, the queen. It doesn't matter what day you hold a title. Hell, you can add a new day to the week. I'm still the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling. Ooh, ooh, do Top Dollar next. I want him to come out. Right. Now see Top Dollar. Do Top Dollar. Talk shit about the sneakers. I want Top Dollar to come out. He's like Candyman, right? <laughs> Remember when I talked about how Candyman scared the shit of me? You say Top Dollar, talk shit about his sneakers three times into the camera, and he's going to come out. It doesn't matter if we're on hit row, and if you don't know, now you know. He's like the hip-hop Undertaker, right? It's like, oh shit, here he comes, fuck. He shouldn't have done that. Now this turn turning back, he's going to get you now. I really wish, I really wish he'd fucking call it. Oh my God. He'd put you down. He'd put that mic on the floor and bury it. So I noticed something. I don't know why it took me so long to notice, but I noticed that when he raised up the title, raised up uh, the belt. Do you know how those how title how small impacts world titles are? I all the belts are like not. replica size. You just on a Walmart. Like, why are all your belts small? Are you sure it's not that most is huge? Oh no, no. I've 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 seen like Rhino hold like the TNA tag titles. Those belts are fucking small. Even like the new Impact, uh, the new Knockouts tag titles, they're smaller than the other ones. I mean, yeah, he a big boy, no doubt. But I mean, I know he's huge, man, and that title doesn't even look small with a big motherfucker like that. I mean, but it's just my eyes. I don't know, but I need to see it up close to really know. But he's a big fucking dude, man. Yeah. You know, it would be yeah, really don't go, don't go. I got to give them credit and say that they they wouldn't be that shitty. That the belt's not even the right I would size. I hope not. Like I got like I wanted to believe. I, like I was sitting there like it's got to be my eyes tricking on me. Let me say something. Maybe I'll know. It, yeah, it might just be. My eyes tricking on, tricking me. Yeah, George, you might be right. I might just be used to WWE and they massive ass titles. Well, how big are New Japan titles? I always think that's a good comparison. You know what? You're not not long. You're not wrong because um. Oh no, George, that you knew the new one is the old one was bigger. But uh, yeah, I'm looking right up in my freaking replica IWGP title. That thing was massive when it came in the mail. I saw that shit. It stretches across my bed, right? <laughs> like yeah, these bitches are huge. But. So that was the pro. Let's hear what else he says after that. I'm almost curious, bro. Because now I have this. Oh wait, that was the end of it. Okay, never mind. Oh, but yeah, moves. Don't, 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 don't go out there showing your ass. Now your crowd ain't big enough for that. Roman Reigns will be like, motherfucker. At least, at least, Roman, Roman Reigns will be like, I gotta look up for my nosebleeds. Man, Impact really fucked up Moose. Man, remember how cool he was in Ring of Honor. I'm telling you, that's what that that's why the world title win bothered me so bad. This isn't even good moves. This is like moves GT. Like normally, I let Impact do their little cartoony Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies debacles, but they always have to fuck with my guys. See, see, you letting them do that. That's why we're in this position now. We have yeah, this shitty you know? moves. I I don't know why it until he came to Impact, and it's probably because they let him talk more in Impact. His voice started bothering me. When he first showed and, up, you remember what it is. It, what it is, it's the lisp that kills me. When he first showed up, they let him use like the actual Moose theme from Ring of Honor. Yeah. I remember I popped. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then they once let, they had him with Austin Aries and Killer Cross, he became this new shitty Moose. And now shitty Moose is the Impact World Champion. Here we go. Look at shit. I love this song. You 
could not get amped when this came out. It was better in ROH though, because I remember they used to shake the can with the river. Like why? Why they fucked that up? I remember I saw. I was like, "Thank God, Impact." I don't, even, I don't even know what his new shitty move song sounds like. I heard the new. It was it was kind of trash though. Like that that song was dope, man. Like that, and he was a top. He was slated to be a top guy in Ring of Honor. Like I remember thinking to myself, "Man, he was man, always man. dancing on the edge of being a world champion." Like they ruined that shit when they took him, man. Like that's another thing that hurt Ari. That's a guy they could have had instead of who they had. Like they want up everyone's shitting on Ring of Honor, but like, hello, like all these guys that are like champions in other places were all there first. Like they had this guy all planned out and ready to go. Now he's on impact. What a coincidence to Ring of Honor have shit. You don't think it would they'd be better off with somebody like Moose? Oh dude, there were moments I was I the biggest thing that ever shocked me about Moose Lee, one even that he left, is that he didn't win the world title before he left. Because he was always dancing on the verge of that championship. Yeah, I really like this guy, man. It's like, now we're never going to really get to see... Like, you know, this is one of those cases... I almost feel like uh, Kyle O'Reilly is another one. Where it's like, right when he hit that peak, he got taken somewhere where they weren't going to ever push him to that level. You know? And yeah, it's a bigger mm-hmm. venue. It's a bigger paycheck, bigger audience. But I'm saying like... But the there's tier- something about hitting that level that your fan base is going to want to see, especially when, in Kyle O'Reilly's case, even right before he left Ring of Honor, we saw it was clearly possible to be done. Yeah, and this doesn't, this doesn't look good. Like, he's not the personality of him. It, the, like, it, it doesn't work. The heel moves kind of like, sucks. It, it, it couldn't be worse for moves because we didn't even see good moves become world champion. You mean the shitty moves as world champion? And they did a whole TNA thing, you know, where he made him, like, TNA <laughs> champion or whatever. It's just like, come yeah. on. You took you, you smear Tanny off of one of the best Ring of Honor guys. And, and, and to put in the, put in perspective how long Moose has been there, and now it's just now this shitty Moose become a world champion. He was Lashley's on the way out feud. You know, I just watched tonight Donovan Dijak and 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 freaking Punishment Martinez, aka Damian Priest, and what's his name? T Bar. T Bar fight. That was one of the greatest Ring of Honor feuds when those two dudes fight. And this was like I didn't even I barely looked at. I I didn't even watch the shit really. It was on the TV. They turned. They would have turned Donovan Dijak and Punishment Martinez into shit. One's a fucking wrecking guy, and the other one is just is a. Uh, I mean, also we didn't even talk about his music. They fucked his music up too. Now, like that, that everything. Right. It's like just awful. Once again, why are you touching shit? This is why I count them out. If you're Those, but I'm saying this is this is two up, this is multiple well, companies though that are picking apart Ring of Honor and turning their top talent into yeah, garbage. Fuck. <laughs> you know, both companies tore this tore this place apart. Yeah. Those are to like me, that's what really hurts it. It's the people that didn't get that didn't get put over that were doing other shit. It seems like if you're leaving ROH, that's like the two worst places to go because you're not coming out great on either one. You're either going to be shitty moves or you're going to be T-Bar. Yeah, don't be T-Bar. Good God. Or even worse, you'll be Bearcat. Yeah, you don't want to be Bearcat or or oh, Rabbit Wolverine. It's the Rabbit Wolverine, fast <laughs> like a rabbit. Like no, I'm so mad. I'm more mad that I instantly got it. I didn't even need to think about it. That's why I love fans. To me, fans are the best, man. It's like the fact that awesome. I, I'm too lazy. I don't like writing return to sender on shit that I get here that's the wrong mail. And that takes like a second. I'd be tight. I don't think that anyone, I'd be it. I'd be irredeemable, inconsolable if I made a big ass oak tag sign and it was completely wrong. 
like the rabbit Wolverine. And then someone explains to me at the event. I wish I could have been there. Hey, man, it's rabid. Like he has rabies and he's a Wolverine. You know, it's what makes him Crispin. Why? He was a rabid, a.k.a. rabies Wolverine, not a rabbit slash Wolverine. You know, some weird hybrid you create in your mother's basement. This isn't bloody raw, motherfucker. We're just having a, a rabid Wolverine. <laughs> bloody roar. No. Like, what did they think with that sign? They didn't at the point. But when they just get like somebody's name wrong, it. which unfortunately the best the best uh, case of it will be Ted Diabese. Yo. <laughs> Virgil, only Virgil. He spelled the name wrong of a person. You who know he what? Was... You know what? It's even worse with Virgil because Virgil in the business. He's not even a fan. Yeah. But there are some people like, out there, maybe children, who don't know what rabbit means, who actually grew up thinking Chris Benoit was a rabbit slash Wolverine. The <sighs> rabbit Wolverine. The rabbit Wolverine. And when they say that, they think that it was like putting over those two animals. Oh How God. funny is that to, that to be enlightened by that shit? That's one of those things you get depressed about when you figure out when you get older and it's like, oh, fuck. I was just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the name spelling, like I said, when you when you make the sign and everything, terrible. I've seen people do that live and try not to laugh at them. Or when you all you have the 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 the, the letter backwards, you're holding it up like, how did you you went out through all this trouble and you 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 placed <laughs> this shit wrong? Oh yeah, when the people hold up the letters and like they're supposed to spell something, they spell one backwards. You don't know the Yo, position of the yourself bad. relative relative to me. Like the, your dog should have figured that shit out by now. Yeah, like your dog just needs a few. It needs to just be like a year old and look in the mirror and figure out that that's its reflection. After that, it understands reflections. You're telling me that you held up a sign towards the camera and you couldn't, without seeing yourself, know that the sign was upside down or inside out or whatever. You don't just understand relativity and depth of perception and shit. Like, that kind of scares me about people. You know, you see like a C backwards or something. Yo, the best thing I ever saw, though. You ever see those people with like the like moving signs? You ever seen one of those fucking break? Really? Wow. I saw that happen once, and yo, I was like, yo, if that was me, I would have just killed myself right there and there. Like, that's it. (laughs) Like, you need a new group of friends if you guys went through the trouble of painting your, each of your torsos a different letter. (laughs) And on on Raw, you're shouting out Stone Clod Steve Austin. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Nobody amongst you had the fucking sense to fix that part. (sighs) Anyway. It is now time to just do a quickly week wrap up before we finish here. Um, Yeah, yeah. We're good with this. Uh, What do we have going on? Halloween Havoc. Very, very good. Starting to become one of my favorite uh, NXT specials. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of newbie stuff. I hate to say it, but NXT is turning into a newbie brand as much as I'm enjoying the shows. Like the people are looking really green on there. That's why I'm not big on this whole NXT 2.0 thing. Like, just leave it fucking NXT. I don't need a bunch of new people that I've never seen before on the show. Because that was like, what, two, three different matches on the show? Yeah, like it feels like they could die. You know what I mean? Like during this during this thing. With and the this way, is supposed to be like a special spots. event. So it's like, why do we have new booty on here? Like, like it felt like they were going to be Halloween Havoc because they were going to become the undead. Because people were going to die from some of the shit that I saw. But we'll get into it. Hurricane Rana. Look at this Hurricane Rana here. There's where they're going to probably pull the plug on Facebook. So you better jump over, Quest. But. Here 
there is going to be a moment that is unforgettable. Oh. Io Shirai is a walking highlight reel. Wait a minute, Dolan trying to get right behind. <laughs> oh my god. That thought you heard if you listen to the podcast Ooh. version was her not getting the full rotation on that hurricane run. Let's go again here. Highlight reel. Wait a minute, Dolan trying to get right behind. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm not even trying to laugh, man. Not even funny, but damn, dude. It's fucking funny. You'll lie. It's funny. Oh, shit. When I was looking at my phone, I want to look at my phone when that happened, and I heard it before I saw it. I was like, oh, no. Oh my god. Wait a Dolan trying to get right behind. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop. All right. We'll be here all night. Hey, what's up, Cap? We got <sighs> And then Persia, she hits she hits Gigi with this very nasty ladder power bomb. This looked like it sucked. All these girls fine. have to be careful right. here. Yeah, I know. It can't be helped when we have have a lot of segments, man. Told you. I was telling him earlier, the show is long, no matter what you do. But at least we're at the last segment. One woman wrecking through his door again, trying her best. Herein lies the issue. Take your eye off the action for one second. Somebody oh, no. else is scared. Look at this. That's bad. She could be concussed. This is what I'm talking about, about having concussed. the rookies. Can't, you can't be putting rookies on the USA Network. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, my God. Nothing about that looked okay at all. It is so funny that we're talking about this match. Everybody's worried about EO's bump. Why is nobody talking about this one? There's a few. There's a few more here. And then here comes another failed Hurricane Rana. It's like everybody needs to unequip the Hurricane Rana. Go in the menu and unequip Hurricane Rana. If you're not EO, no Hurricane. Look at this one. Frustration to have your hands on the championship. Uh Not be able to bring them down. Uh Uh-oh. Dolan does not. Both of the girls, man. Both of these girls are going to die out there from that. You know what the best part about it is? It's not even the Hurricane. It's the poor girl having to sell getting launched by the Hurricane. Watch her sell again. Listen to the fucking sound again. Yo, they need to stop with that. Who believe they're destined for greatness. Jane, Jane is there. Jane said no longer will she and Dolan be caged. Look, look. Frustration to have your hands on the championship. Uh Not be able to bring them down. Uh Uh-oh. Dolan does not. (laughs) This is just so bad. (laughs) I felt so bad because you can't. All I knew was that it sucked. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, no. You know you know what the worst part about it? At least for her, she has the benefit of we didn't see her hit the crowd. But actually, no, that's even worse because we heard it. We didn't need to see. EO pulling her off of the ladder. What is the paycheck? Tell me an NXT paycheck that's worth a fucking bump like that. (laughs) (laughs) Was that her head or her body? I can't tell. Everything. Look at this. Dude, they're gonna die. She hit the ladder. It's not like she hit concrete. 
they're gonna die from bumps in this man they're gonna die from these bumps i'm getting scared and then zoe stark who i like who i've been trying to be hopeful for she botches a phoenix splash (sighs) maybe these girls need to not be doing spots like this i'm gonna put this on the full crop look at this phoenix splash botch high risk I'm not even going to run it again because I can barely just I assure you that the way her ankle and leg are, I, it's a miracle that her legs not busted. She let she couldn't have hit that Phoenix splash more wrong. She and it wasn't even not, like she landed like land and roll away from it. Like we've seen Rollins do. There's just like, no, she no, just stuffed it. There's just no way. There's just no way to have hit it worse than she did. So these girls are being green here. Unfortunately, you know, um, what else do we got? As far as that was that it for that match? No, 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 that's not it. Oh yeah, EO's okay. EO's bump, but EO's bump that everybody else. That truth be told, the Hurricanes worried me more than this shit. EO's bump worried me a lot. It's probably just because I've seen worse ladder bumps. EO's bump was pretty brutal. Try much like last year, all the way to the top. She takes this onto the other ladder. Look at this. You were worried about that? Oh my god. <laughs> that didn't worry you? See, I saw that one in my first spot with Oka. Much like last year, all the way to the top. Oh, no, 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 no. no Guys, no, no. watch out! <laughs> you know what it was? It's, it's funny because he said EO is is so good though. I I read it wrong. I thought he said EO gone too soon. I don't know why I read that. <laughs> See, I'm gonna tell you why that one worried me less. Because what was it? The girl that um that EO pulled down onto the ladder. At least when EO landed, it sounded like somebody hit a ladder. That I don't know what it sounded like. That the poor girl hit. EO tweeted out, "I am not dead." I'm glad because Halloween and all and that bump. I needed reassurance. Right. I am not dead. I will always keep getting up to do my best. Just sad that the title is not on my waist. And yeah, I believe it. We saw we saw Raquel Gonzalez put her through a wall. You know, now we saw her fly off of that. But I'm just saying, Io Shirai, I don't want her, like, dead. Then don't let none of them girls do Certainly not in NXT. Die in Japan with your husband. No, don't don't die anywhere, please. Don't die anywhere. Please don't die. Please don't die. Please oh don't die. The, they didn't give her that chance. They would have given it her in Ring of Honor, which is now gone. Thanks to you guys. Rest in peace. Please don't die. I put it. Oh, I put it on this wrong thing. I want to also put it on here. I'm sending it to on social media, and I did it twice. It deserves two though. Click that. It's just a bump though. It's not the whole match, obviously. She'll come back as the dragon. This isn't Lucha Underground, my friend. They don't resurrect here. That's why I'm right. worried. And, and, and anyways, at this point, the dragon doesn't associate with Tia Shaw because apparently Mei Yin could have two matches, and then you already start losing. So. Mm-hmm. So we had the haunted, we had the haunted house thing going on here. God help me, man. I'm they gonna do give this every year like it works. This bit has never worked. So this is trick. The two guys. It's funny. These are the two guys that we keep joking every week have the fastest gimmick in the world. I do this by myself. And they're going to get the title back from Dexter Loomis and Gargano, and they got the zombie ref with them and everything, and they're prepared for these guys to show up. Of course, it's Halloween. So Trick and the other guy. What's the other guy's name again? Oh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. See, so they're, they're trying to come get the title. That's Johnny right there. Well, go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Right 
Johnny, you get my title, you little sucker. Come here. So here's my problem with it. I'm not going to show you all the antics of these guys wandering around the haunted house and being scared by Gargano and Loomis. My problem is I enjoyed the bit because I like that kind of corny humor. But how am I going to ever look at these two tough guys that we've been joking about how fast their gimmick has gone through different phases? They already are. They're, they're on comedy status already. Oh, yeah. That's why that's why I just didn't even bother to take them seriously. I'm like, by the time I do it, the bit's already going to be over. They're going to be on the next phase. Bro, there's this part where Trick runs. Next, next week, we're going to be sitting here like, all right, it's time to get serious. Bro, there's this part where Trick runs. I have to get this on fucking screen. And it's like, I'll never be able to look at Trick. And he was the tough one of the two of them. He was doing, yo, you got to you gotta do your, you know, he was that guy. He was the, you got the juice now guy. There's this part where you Trick fucking ran. And it was like, oh, they killed Trick for me, dude. They fucking killed Trick for me. As funny as it is, is this it here? Yeah, this you have to see this shit here. Oh! Listen to him, though. You have to hear him with the way he screams when he takes off at the end here. This is the best shit ever. Watch. Oh, right here. Right here. You have to see. This, this, listen to him. <laughs> Awesome, you bitch in your ass. <laughs> Dude, they were pushing Trick as this strong character and they fucked it up for Halloween just to have the Halloween gimmick. That was the trick. He was the trick of Trick or Treat, right? <laughs> Look, watch, watch. I love this shit. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you flailed his arms and took off. I gotta give credit to the guy who's 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 uh in the character of Trick, just because of the fact that he's so multidimensional in the role. The fact that he has been that tough guy with Carmelo. Look, yeah, man, you gotta we gotta fucking take what's on. And was able. Oh my god! This shit, dude. This shit went from boys of from boys in the hood to tales from the hood. It, it literally fucking went from all the time we were every week with this guy it's been boys in the hood and on halloween it's tales from the hood <laughs> oh my god man this fucking company wwe never change man <laughs> fucking trick ah! so good luck toughening him i go there so just forget about it like it never happened since it was the halloween thing <laughs> just watching it's only him been like going that. on for like what a day or two everybody will forget about it Oh my god. This this company, they kill me, man. So yeah, we had haunted house shit going on there for that. Then we also had uh Gacy, this Gacy guy with the with the freaking uh with the vampire. Mr. Waller, corrupt minds like yours are the reason why Halloween is not a very inclusive holiday. It's merely an excuse to exploit and sexualize all people. I love this character because he sees the SJW snowflake. This is... To balance this out in this ring tonight, I'm here to send a much more positive message in my opponent, Malik Blade. I am doing this for all of us. Violence is not the answer. (laughs) What I love about that character 
the obvious is just WWE. They always make a character based on things they, they think are stupid. That way they can shit on it without shitting on it. I love that he's the SJW snowflake, politically correct, all inclusive pronoun using ass licking you know what i mean he has a safe space you know what i mean he probably takes mental health day like literally i love that they turned a, a, a heel character being the representation of all like the current culture snowflake shit and all the fans are booing it and like a lot of people don't even get that they're booing the parody of what it is oh my god Yo, so, so that guy SJW don't realize they're booing them yeah like he's the sjw he's the he's a token sjw snowflake i love that gimmick man I love that awesome. shit. Like the is fact this that generation's right to censor. Like he's walking into the ring saying, "We're not going to solve this with violence." That's literally typical snowflake of you fucking behavior right there. Like we're not going to solve this with violence, and he's getting into the ring. <laughs> That's so awesome. Get to a shootout. We're not going to solve this with violence. Another thing, and this isn't me. Look, I don't want to get heat for this. There's again just me. I'm observing, but the guy's name is Joe Gacy. You did you think about that? That his name's Joe Gacy. Mm-hmm. His name's mm-hmm. Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. I didn't think about that. that, that no, well, wow. bro, they. I prom, I've been watching it. I've been part of this shit for decades. I promise you, they thought about that. It's no different than Cynthia Comtois, the <laughs> therapist. Remember therapist Cynthia Comtois when you were a kid? Yeah, oh, that was before my time, but you told me. About Remember, that. I told you about that Captain Lou Albino, Mario Swing, your arm um, from side side. That motherfucker said in a promo they went to see a therapist, Cynthia Comtois, and as a kid, it went over your head. That's crazy shit. That's what they do. Yo, Joe Gacy, and he's an SJW snowflake guy. <laughs> That's savage. I'm gonna tell you, this is how different we thought about this. When I heard Joe Gacy, my first thought wasn't even any of that. It was just. I was thinking of the fucking serial killer. And I was like, wouldn't that be a bitch? The serial killer? No, the they know what they did. There's no coincidence that Gay managed to make it into the character that was the SJW Snowflake and his first name's Jojo Gacy. There's no possible fucking way they accidentally <sighs> did that. It was either them or God. Going back to my original thing about how God makes these crazy coincidences happen. I don't happen. know, man. God looks better than them sometimes. God, God does look better than them. God. So this isn't God's will here. God again. God did Anthony Weiner pulling out his wiener. That's a God joke. He had to be. be it only takes an omnipotent force to do that shit. Joe Gacy is, is Vince. <laughs> okay, just say. Oh man, we're almost done. Anyway, non-title match: Roderick Strong um, against Odyssey Jones. It was a good match. You know, again, I'm not going over or highlighting all of this other stuff in matches that aren't necessary anymore. We're going to be skimming through that. Gone are those days. We'll do it for pay-per-views. You know, if it's a pay-per-view or a special, which Halloween Havoc technically counts as it, so our overtime is justified this week. But unless it's something important, every week Raw is the same song and dance SmackDown. You don't need me here. Watch the fucking shows. When I see something important, you can promise that I'm going to put something on the screen important, you know? And with that, here comes some Logan Paul. No, I'm kidding. I I I know... uh, I, I had to drop it quick because I know people that would be the click off right there. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, some people already got to Logan and then they clicked off. <laughs> it was I already lost somebody, right? And we talked about him earlier too. Unfortunately, had to, so now we're fucked. You know, like they, they right. thought it was a shoot. They're like, he did it. He is going to bring him back. Did this motherfucker bring No, no, no. I'd sooner bring the fan that he didn't give the job to. <laughs> Here's the fan. Hey, fan, you didn't bring the job to. Anyway. <laughs> That guy, that guy came. That was sad. Hey, you that piece of shit, man. You don't got no job or friends. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. I love the way he fucking cross-examined him before he jumped out. 
Yeah, he pulled the plug on him. He destroyed his hopes and dreams. He's that cool without the without the the fucking perk or whatever, without the spark. Yo, he, I what the, called. He, without the quirk. There we go. He's that cool without a quirk. That's what happened. He, he went up to he went up to Logan Paul. Hey, can you give me a job? Man. Don't you have any quirks like all might? No, no. Oh my god. Anyway, this was cool. Raquel Gonzalez. I like her intro. Look at that. They show as a real badass. Coming to the ring on her motorcycle. You know how much I love Raquel Gonzalez. Ah, uh, she corpsed there. I caught you. I caught you. No, we got to go back. You don't get to go, even though I love you. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit here. <laughs> but I do like this. I love the way she looks driving up here. Like, just making her look like a badass. Like she has been such a badass in this company. She's the baddest champion in the company. Look at that, you're corpsing, I see you. They're both corpsing. Ah, you're both corpsing, I see you, I see you. I blame Mandy. Look, she's trying right there not to fucking laugh. Look, you're corpsing. And Mandy's laughing too. They probably were having fun in the back before this shit came out. Or there's a joke about the bike or some inside shit there. This is gotta be some kind of joke. That's a, that that's that's the inside joke just popped back in my head laugh. Or they're just both happy that they're both getting their careers elevated in a sense because, uh, spoiler alert, Raquel loses the title here. I'm pretty sure that's because she's going to get called up to SmackDown or Raw and we're going to get her pulled off of Tuesdays on NXT. She gets to hang out on either on Fox. Because you know, it was, uh, since it was Dakota Kai that came back and screwed her, you know they don't give a shit that that, that, that would, in, in common sense, be the next feud. There's the NXT Women's Championship, so she's going to have to drop it before she goes to Raw or SmackDown. So she's moving to Mondays or Fridays. Maybe she's smiling at Mandy because she knows, hey, I'm about to drop the title to you and you're going to be the NXT on champion, but I'm, I'm going to, uh, to another brand. I'm but I do like... Running. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, the bike looked really cool. Um, I don't want to go it too much into... Her. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into spots here. I did like when, when Raquel gets locked into the chair here. Let me bring that up real quick. I'm going to jump past because this is a long match. Right here, this was a very creative spot. She uses her own chair. She locks her in here. The absolute evil intention in the eyes of the challenger. What the hell is she doing? She uses the kendo stick and locks her in the... Nice innovation there from Mandy Rose. Unable to escape with the chair. I like that bump too where she knocks her over on the chair. Well, hey, look. Pitfall submission must take place and then there's this weird shit here to go past this what was the point of her having the mask here watch this what the hell is rose looking for now more implements of destruction what the fuck was going on here she just suddenly recovered and she had time to recover from the bump put on a mask like, what was the, the thought process of the mask? Like, I get playing mind games during the fight, but really? You put the fucking mask on before you... Well, Barry, you always talk about how... Oh, my God. What the hell? Oh, God. Right. That's bad when something... That's bad when something... That's bad when somebody has enough time to get out of the chair. Put a mask on, get a fire extinguisher, and stay on the commentary table before you turn around. And yeah, then the finish comes from what you said, the Kodakai. 
She shows up as a cloaked figure to take out her former best friend. It's like, who else could it have been, though? Why did they bother to cloak her? For Halloween, I guess? Because it's like, who else? Because they, because they like cloaking people. Who the hell's up? That was a good shovel bomb, too. I guess because she's big, she could take him. No! That's not his qualification! It's oh. legal! The oh. are covered! The count! We have a new champion! So yeah, it looks like what we have here is a case of Mandy Rose now going to be on Tuesdays permanently, which that was obvious at this point, but we're probably going to get Raquel, you know, get Raquel on Raw SmackDown. Whether that's good or not is yet to be seen, you know, I can't act or like there's not good. Or, or they'll release her and she winds up somewhere else. Yeah, but, they, but I can't act like there's not good things on Raw and SmackDown. There are, so I'm going to hope that uh, it turns out good for her on the main roster, assuming that that's where she's going, you know. We can hope. But then afterwards, Dakota Kai, who obviously that's the only person who has a grievance with Raquel, she she reveals herself. And that's another thing. These girls all won. These go- girls all won titles. Like the tag girls. So that's whole stable. It's like the NXT girl shield now. You know? Even if you didn't want it, you got it. Around the pretty little waist of toxic attraction. Well, guess what? That day has come. It's today. And she- so all of the bad guys win in this. And when do we get where's the where's the unmasking part at? There we go. So this is what you're what everybody's here for, right? Who could it be? Who could it be? Dakota Kai. Back for revenge. So Raquel Gonzalez, which it kind of sucks because I would like to see the continuation of this feud. If it is just to write her out so that she winds up on Raw and SmackDown, that sucks. Because I really would have rather have them finish this. Yeah, but we know this is what they do. They'll have her just lose the title and then next thing. She's already working dark matches. So it's like, yeah, she's probably going to and then there's going to be no, no payoff for it. We get introduced to the other Uso and there's no hiding it from the crowd. They know that this is another Uso. Name, but they know. They know he's a noose. I don't know what this Dan Housen shit was that was going on, but look when he he looks just like the other Usos, but look. Listen to the crowd. That's the face of intimidation right there. That's the face of a noose. I think you both can agree on that. Take it! Grayson Waller. I think LA Knight might need to uh, figure things out for himself. I love that they all like ooh so just like when 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 this guy comes out Bronson Reed ooh 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was um that was the whole bit was him and Eli Drake was just arguing over who was gonna be a vampire or some dumb shit. Oh, who's gonna host of Havoc? You reminded me. I blocked it yeah. out, but yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, so we get the NXT I, tag. I, I only <laughs> remember it because I've never been so happy to see a debut superstar in my life. Yeah. So we get the NXT tag team lumberjack Jack O' Lantern match. God. Forgive me for saying that. MSK's Nash Carter and Wesley defending their championships against Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel with them giving it back to the veterans. Now, I hope that I kept this fucking timestamp because I'm going to be so upset if I didn't. And I might not have. Where is the, uh, let me see. There was this that was crazy. Oh! 
Carter's legal. Bartell not illegal. But this is what you need to see. Looking for the Imperial Bomb. Oh, Carter, nice reversal. Enter the outside. This is nuts. Oh, yeah, this is wild. Right here in front of us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that- Did you see how far Leach just jumped? John is a bloody maniac. Okay, but that's not the bump either. This is this is where the problem lies. No one catches these guys. Everyone pulls a miss here, and no one catches them. Watch this. Guys, watch out! Watch out! They all move. That was just for commentary, not for you guys. Can I get that that one more time? What I hate about that spot is when the guys move but then still sell. No one caught them and they all fell. See, I, yeah, I hate that shit. If you're nowhere near them, don't fucking sell. Especially if you back up and miss him. You're supposed to be near them. Right. They were supposed to have been caught. If you look at that spot, there's only four people who should have sold. And this is what I'm talking about with NXT 2.0 on the USA Network. They have too many green people here. As much as I'm still enjoying the show, I'm noticing less of the indie style, less of the things that made NXT special to me, and a lot more rookies making mistakes. Think about how many things we've watched on this that have been because people have fucked up. Most. There's been a lot of fucking mistakes. Riddle tweeted out, here's the funny thing. First of all, the USA Network, kudos to whoever manages the USA Network's twitter account because that's what we call a botch in wrestling that's not supposed to happen those guys could legitimately be or could have been hurt those guys are awful usa network shares a gif of that usa network literally shares a little video clip on twitter of that you're not supposed to share botches but they do and then riddle comments on it and he says everyone on the floor friends or not should be beaten with sticks yes and he's right. They should fuck you guys up for letting them fall like that, you irresponsible bastards. You fucking let two human beings, everybody move because nobody wanted to catch the bump in case you get like your, if their foot or if their elbow or another part of their appendage hits you uncomfortably as they're colliding down. So a lot of people. Man up, stop being a bitch and take it. A lot of people were depending on another person to do the right thing and catch and everybody fucking moved. And the thing is, these guys should not be on TV yet. That's the problem with this new NXT. These guys should not be on TV. See, if we would have just left it the old NXT, this wouldn't be an issue because these fuckers wouldn't be on. And I wasn't paying attention after this, but from what I'm hearing, the reports are that they send all the lumberjacks to the back after that, right? I don't even know if that's what happened, but they have right here. They got sent away because people were saying that it's kind of in the comments. They were saying it's kind of weird to have a lumberjack match with no lumberjacks. But, yeah, they all sent them to the back. You didn't catch the two people in the match. What lumberjack match have we ever heard that happen? (laughs) Holy shit. First lesson in the performance center. Don't be a bitch. And I already know some people are going to be like, oh, you don't know what it's like. You had to catch another human being. No. But if it's my job to catch you when you're coming out of the fucking sky so you don't hit the floor i'm not moving 
<sighs> anyway, main event NXT Tag Team Title Lumber Lumberjackal Lantern Match. I wish they'd stop with that. I get it. It's the Goddamn Tag Team Lumber Match. We ain't going with that hoagie shit. Oh, wait. That was the wrong one. I'm sorry. So we're at the regular WWE NXT Tag World Title Match. Tommaso Ciampa defending his championship against Braun Breaker. Uh, so Ciampa goes over here, which is fine with me. I think that, that Braun Breaker, even though I like him, he's still too green. Um, and even he if he wasn't too green, he just showed up. Yeah, you can't just he, he you, did, you can't just throw titles at guys just because of who they're related to. Yeah, and even if he didn't just show up, he's still too green. Like he's very green, you know. He has to uh, he has to get his green off. And just to give you guys there's, an example, yeah, basically on either side, there's no way to justify him winning that NXT title right now. And just to give you an example, here's him busting his ass. Slipping away, but now right there, no pun intended. Wade was just like title shot slipping away. No pun intended. Why, right, Wade? Let's have a look at what of what goes wrong here. With Avengers. Breaker looking around. Might be the inexperience, but with the champion in his sight, you got it. <laughs> Whoops. Yo, that, you know. <laughs> yo, oh my God. Oh my God. He was getting so That championship opportunity slipping away, but now back with a vengeance. Breaker looking around. Might be the inexperience, but with the champion in his I hate that oh, shit. It was, Did it was. You realize what we just saw? What? We just saw the second coming of Scott Steiner and Test. You're right. He did bust his ass he like missed that. Him his... around the same distance, and it was even just as impossible to ignore. You, how did I miss that? You're absolutely right. I have to I find just, it now. You know how I you know how I know because I just fucking realized it. <laughs> Where do I find that? You're absolutely right. Shit, I'm so mad. You're talking about when he fell off the apron. Yes. Oh my god. And that was like what 2003? And here we are 2021 it happened again. That motherfucker brought back Chucky and then brought fucking the box with him. Man, I found a low quality one. Oh my god. I didn't want a low quality one. Mm. But this is his uncle decades earlier falling. <laughs> one sec here. Oh. I can't believe it happened again. That's crazy. That is amazing. I don't know how I didn't catch it the first time. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Let me bring this up on the screen proper. Right. We got to do this justice. <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. She's calling it off. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. Yo, he. he Yo, his uncle had the same fucking botch. What's so great about it is he missed him by like the same amount of distance. Scott fucking Steiner, oh my right? God. So Braun Breaker fell like his uncle. He fell like his uncle. <laughs> yo, you understand in my perfect world after this match is over and he goes to call his family, his, his Scott brings up that botch. In my perfect world, he brings it up. Oh my god. Man. Oh my lord. Braun broke his ass. His face. <laughs> I feel bad because I like him, but yeah, he, you're right. He has those Scott he has those Steiner legs, right? Is it slippy? He has the slippy legs. 
Oh my god, he got the Steiner slips. Okay, hold on a minute. Let's get back on track here. Let's put him oh over. After we buried him when I didn't mean to, we have to now put him over. I mean, dude hung in there. Like, Okay, so what is the rite of passage to being a Steiner? The man using the Frankensteiner. Out at one. He barely got a one count. One. Tampa, right back in. Look at that. You never call it a Hurricane Rana when a, when a Steiner's in the room. There is no Hurricane Rana. That's so true. He snapped that one. All I'm saying, um, GD Dolling, you might want to start taking lessons, girl. Yeah, take that off of her. So we have to stop hearing that. That motherfucker hit his shit perfect. That spine tingling thudding sound. Motherfucker sound like you fell off a back of a wagon. That thud sound, man. That bitch had a drunken prom queen thud. Mm hmm. This song is about me. So, anyway. That's pretty much it. Champa's the one that retains after the show goes off the air. There's a mutual sign of respect from both competitors. I guess because they'll keep the angle going. Where, uh, you know, they're buddies still. Here you go. Image for that one. He helps them up. So there's mutual respect. I do also, I didn't mention it, but I do give shout out Champa for being Kratos from God of War. That is a dope outfit he had there. Yes. He was. You know. He looks. It fits him perfectly, especially because he looks like the current God of War. He looks like God of War now. Yeah, like now. Yeah, Dad of War. <laughs> That's what they called him when they worked at GameStop. He was a plug game, and I'm like, it's Dad of War. He's pissed off with a kid. Oh my god. I do kind of. I find it interesting though that he went with the blue paint instead of like the classic red. Like, it was different, but it was a nice touch. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably the Steiner link there. I don't need it, though. So we just need to watch him bust his ass once. Yeah. Yeah, low we, we, we already got it. Halloween Havoc brought in an overnight viewership of 600... And f- oh, I'm sorry, 746,000 viewers with a point eighteen in the coveted 18 to 49 demographic, which is up from the 606,000 viewers from the previous October 19th episode that had a point fourteen in the 18 to 49 demographic. So... Um, they're up? Mm-hmm. They're up in the demographic. Yeah, yeah. They're up in the demographic and in viewership. Yeah. Always good, uh, to, see, to, see, always good to see anybody come up. So. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's very brief. I'm not going over everything on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte was the first one out of the gate. Like, nothing happened. So as much as you guys heard about the disgruntled Charlotte and everything happening in her world, there's no need to cover because she has Randy Orton charisma. She can do whatever she wants and break whatever rules that she wants. You know what I mean? Anyone we'll start just, with her. Yeah, that's just the way that she is. This girl, here's another case where somebody almost dies, though. Let me let me bring this up Shotty. on the screen. Here's, here's another case where... You already knew it was Shanti, right? Yeah, because basically with breaking down what goes on, Queen um, Charlotte basically said, calls out wherever she calls out somebody for a match. Sasha comes out, but before she can even get any going, the new Shotzi shows up. Shotzi nearly dies here. Shotzi almost killed herself for the first time on the main <laughs> roster. Charlie Watch her pancake out. Oh my god. These oh, girls keep crap. She got her fo- she got tangled. She clipped the rope as she came colliding through and she hit the ground. Everybody's doing these tope suicidas. Stop it. You're not lucha. Chill out. What the fuck? I don't need to see that spot anymore. Too many girls are getting clipped on that. Not everybody can just darby it and just throw themselves through the ropes. Just like I told you guys was what they were planning on writing into the show last week. 
they turn her heel. They turn Shotzi heel. She turns on Charlotte, blames her for losing the match. And then remember oh, no, I suggested... She didn't turn on Charlotte. She turned on Sasha. I mean, I'm sorry, what she turns on Sasha. Sasha no, Sasha was a baby face at the beginning of SmackDown. The whole point of having uh, the roster split the way they were was because they wanted Sasha to be a big face. So before SmackDown even started, she was the fault of back to face. They just don't do a good job of indicating that. But go back and watch the match and the way Sasha's mannerisms were before, during, and after. Like, watch the promo in the beginning, watch the match. Like, that's not how a heel would behave. She was trying the whole time to make sure Shotzi was okay, you know? But uh, anyway, she turned heel here. The boss is wondering, what did I do to deserve all I remember I said last week that they should have at least, because you can't have a heel with a tank because the tank's cool, so at least have her fuck up her friend with the tank. Now she, she's doing a heel to Sasha. She fucks up with the tank. Shotzi isn't done yet. You eat the taking care of business, tank. Then I throw you back in the ring. Go to the top rope and... Oh, my goodness. I don't think Shotzi needed to be a heel. She was good. People liked her. They liked the tank. Once again, why are they touching shit? Because great. She's been fantastic as a face. Because they want to push Sasha. She was in a tag team with her friend. You take the tag team away. You take the face away. Killed the whole thing. Over. She wants to. She wants to. Wants to do Sasha stuff. You know. She wants to. She wants to have Sasha push. That's what this whole thing's about. Christ in heaven. Well, they, they could do that and not have dumb shit in there too. I wonder if they're aware of that. They had the Woods inauguration. Nothing big there. No one cares about the Drew McIntyre beating up fucking Mustafa Ali. Um. There was the Nakamura and Rick Books pumpkin match against Happy Corbin. You don't need to see that. It's a bunch of pumpkin horse shit. It's I'm literally Halloween street fight shit they do every year. I'm literally bullet pointing all of this. Um, Naomi, it's botch week, I guess. <laughs> Naomi bust her ass here. It was. I had to make sure it wasn't part of the gimmick because it was such a bad bump. Turnbuckle pads. Standing big right boot. Naomi gonna launch herself. Oh no! Oh, oh, no. So fucking tired of that sound today. I'm so burnt out on that sound. Every time somebody hits the fucking rope, man. Which oh, is weird because God. Naomi usually a very athletic person. We've seen walk the barricades at the Rumble. Did what they change their ropes on? recently? Did they change rope right. ropes? Like somebody tell me that's what it is. Maybe because she never wrestled. She has to keep in ring shape. On a side note, this was just my favorite commentary moment. It's not that big of a deal, but I just like it. Now, you guys know the WWE formula that the commentators, a lot of the time to create conversation, one of them will say something like, well, you know, I don't really think that what Shotzi Blackheart did, just to give you that, I don't think that what Shotzi Blackheart did was right. It was way out of line. And then the other one will usually say something like, oh, I don't know. She's justified in what she did. She was angry. Her opportunity. You know what I mean? They'll do the contrarian good cop, bad cop thing. So yeah. Michael Cole pitches it over to, to uh, McAfee. And I don't know what he expected since McAfee's just honest. But this exchange <laughs> popped me. Listen to this I shit. I know man. the one you're talking about. Cover over the leg for the win and a kick out. That was close. You would think the King would get preferential treatment from stripes, but not around here. Two and seven eighths. Almost beaten the champs. At least this official's doing his job, unlike a Sonya earlier on. And there's the tag. Yeah, Sonya stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 
fucking guy. I was waiting for like there to be like a defense to it. He just went on. You know, and you just see, you know, they just went on after you talk about Woodmore. And it was just it. Yeah, when he said that shit, the first thing that popped into my head without further ado, please help me. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, New Day go over here. Um, after SmackDown, Paul Heyman gets a hot tag. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I don't know if everybody's still in there. Yeah, but or, I heard about it. Or what is going on. But he's on. I don't know. They had a match after SmackDown went off, and Paul Heyman's part of the freaking bloodline, and he's in the corner ready for a hot tag. <laughs> Look at that. He does a run in and shit here. Are you kidding me? Good, good save by Paul. Oh no! Wise man, are you okay? That was funny. Wouldn't it be great if Paul did that trip in the ring just to make fun of everybody who botched this week? (laughs) Yeah, you wish. There was a lot of botching, though. A lot of botching. All right. Well, there is a the link to the Paul Heyman ass bump. No rampage really to talk about this week. There were matches. Watch them. I'm not going over that. Yeah. Um. So Dynamite, CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Uh, I don't really want to go into any highlights, but just to talk a little bit here. Fish working the knee, and then Punk having to do like a lot of his spots, like the one legged, um, elbow, even a GTS with the bad knee to go home. Um, that looked good for Punk. But as far as the match goes, my issues with the finish were that Punk hits the GTS with the bad knee and then collapses to the ground. And then there's like this delay where he has to crawl over the fish to pin him, making it like a nine count. So it's like, although they made fish look strong in the match and the competitive nature of it with CM Punk, that really sucks at the end. When you think about it, as much as people would say it's not that big of a deal. I mean, something like that really does make you, you know what I mean? You could ask him if you listen to the Stone Cold podcast, like, you know, when he talked about uh, this is different instances where they've talked about the difference between like a fast count and a slow count or, or just something as small as like when a. Uh, when I believe it was Macho who went over Hogan, either Macho Warrior, and then like Hogan, he what even though it wasn't scripted, instead of just laying down for them, he got the shoulder up late. You know, he didn't tell anyone I think in the back. Was he was, it was probably Warrior, but yeah, he was gonna do the honors to Warrior, but Hogan didn't want to look weak. So, uh, where at the point where he was gonna take the finish and get a pin, he just put his hand up like at three and a half, three and three and a quarter. You know what I mean? Like he was late enough so that it, he go, he doesn't go over, but he looks really strong. Because he kicked out just not in time. That's not really a good way to do the honors for somebody. Because uh, 
You know what I mean? Like you want to put them over clean and make it look like make them look strong. So again, I'm not comparing the two. But I'm just saying just to give you guys a, some scale of how important the relevance of the count of the pin is. The little intricacies like that go into the minds of the of the superstars or the wrestlers when they're doing this. So again, the CM Punk thing, even though either guy probably didn't have a problem with it, I just found it kind of interesting that uh, Punk, his whole thing was having a bad leg. Then he hits not only the GTS with that bad leg, but it makes him collapse to the ground. So you would, you could go as far as saying, well, he wasn't, it wasn't a 100% GTS since the whole thing of the leg was, of the match was his leg being wrong. But then he has to crawl from one side of the ring to the other, put his arm off of Bobby Fish, and Bobby Fish is still dead. He it was like one of those things where he could have counted to 100, like they say. Well, it was just a wow, you know, that was just interesting. The other thing about it is if you're going to do something like that, sure, but I'm kind of disappointed that even though it was a good match, there wasn't anything that led into it. Like, Punk doesn't need matches. He needs feuds. This booking, booking I've given them enough time. It's, it's time to get back, get out of the honeymoon phase again. This booking can absolutely be handled better. It can't be ignored anymore. This whole entire AEW product, although entertaining, could be pieced together in just a completely much better way when you think about the people that they have and, and all of the mutual associations that those people have with one another. It's just finally hit a point where I can't look at the roster anymore and be like, okay, cool. Like this entire thing, it's not like, well, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. Everything that they're doing at this point in the in the booking and in the storytelling just could have been done better. And what I mean by better is everyone needed to be in a feud that connected with another feud in some way. CM Punk could have feuded with some of these guys. You know, what I mean, CM Punk could have had a feud with Bo- with with, uh, with Bobby Fish. It could have been because of something that Bobby Fish did at the end of the Brian Danielson match, who he had a match with, you know what I mean, which would bring the two of them closer together as old buddies. Um, then you have Bobby Fish, who happens to be friends with fucking Adam Cole, who has joined the elite, which can leave into question whether or not they could have played around with them coming out and helping him or not helping him. Or did they run out to help him? Did he run out to help them? While in the meantime, he's feuding with CM Punk, who has Brian Danielson. They, they could have made these feuds organically happen where you wind up with a CM Punk who's fighting people like fucking uh, Hobbs. And who's the other guy he fought? Pat, whoever, whoever. What the fuck is the other guy he fought? For some other dude that everybody has a hard on for in the end. They could have done something where all of this shit entwined and made an angle rather than it just being like, all right, it's Rampage. CM Punk's going to fight this guy and Brian well, Danielson's no, going to fight you, this guy. You, you, you didn't see what uh, what spawned this match, did you? It no. was um, I can't remember if it was Rampage or Dynamite or something, but Bobby Fisher had a match with... One of, one of their guys. Right, right. And, and at the end of the match, he kept, he kept beating, beating the guy's ass. The and then and then Punk, Punk chased him off. And ch- Punk chased him up there. I saw that. We didn't cover it last week, but I saw it. So that's what I'm saying. That's not an angle. That's just a reason. Like he, so, so some guy got his ass kicked, and a CM Punk came out. There was no words exchanged. Bobby Fish never even said why he did what he did. CM Punk never said what the problem was with what he did, what he did. Nobody really, really too, said too much. It's an angle. It shouldn't be something that happens on, 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 on like Dynamite and culminates on Rampage. And uh, that's what I mean by this could be done much better. It's not even like they're just making good matches and they don't want to waste these good matches. They're making mediocre matches that don't have any angles. Hobbs would do better from an angle with CM Punk than he would do from just having an okay match that wasn't even okay because he hurt CM Punk. Somehow he just looks like an asshole, you know. And Bobby Fish definitely could have done with some sort of a feud. And again, you can still have these matches. There's a way to make these cards happen every week, but to, but to sew them together better. With friendships and with different alliances and stuff. It's like, again, you got Bobby Fish, who knows fucking, who, who knows Adam Cole. There's, there's, there's people who've known each other. Brian Danielson and CM Punk, they haven't interacted. You don't have to have them have a match, but they could be part of something. One of the things that's helped the Dark Order 
and this put them over and this helped the the, the Jurassic Express is the fact that all of these characters and also with with uh with the inner circle is that all of these people within their own stables are having feuds with other people, which at times causes their friends to call out and come out and save them, which at times causes their friends to fight with other people from the other stable, which at times causes more fucking feuds to happen. That's literally how all the inner circle stuff works. Guevara gets threatened by somebody and it has nothing to do with them, but these guys are his friends, so he comes out, so now we have two or three guys that we could do a few fucking matches with that we can take down the road and do what we call a program. Tony Khan should know this, but we're finally at a point where I'm looking at them. I'm like, you're just giving me matches. I don't give a fuck about this. You know, it's like both companies are spitting out the same shit at this, in my opinion. Like, unfortunately, they both hit this stagnant point where regardless of who's in the roster, they're just both saying, well, let's have this match. Let's have that match. Let's have this match. And there's not enough storytelling for me. Uh, it hurts to me with AEW more than WWE just because there's not really much in the, from what they're left with that they feel they can do. Where it's like AEW had infinite possibilities, limitless possibilities, and, and they're giving you stuff that doesn't matter. You know, like like CM Punk hasn't done anything of significance. There's no reason to go bragging to people who used to be CM Punk fans or Brian Danielson fans for the past seven years and be like, hey, he's here. Because then they're going to ask you, what did they what did he do? What are you going to say? Did he for Hobbs? Did Hobbs fucking busted his face? You know what I mean? That he had it's kinda like, yeah, they had matches. And even the Minoru Suzuki thing. I get that he's here for a limited amount of time, but damn. Nothing has a feud anymore. Everything's just thumbtacking matches onto a week, and that's not working for me anymore. You know, I'm not gonna give WWE, I'm not gonna be like, oh, they do the same shit. And then these guys, they're doing different matches, but there's there's no writers here. They you need some sort of an angle. So that was my thing with the scene. That's why I'm not gonna run highlights anymore when it comes to CM Punk Bobby Fisher or any of this shit, because kinda like I don't care how good the match was. Show me why I need to be watching it. You know, piece something better together than what you did here, please, you know. Otherwise, I just won't watch this anymore. This is closer to the chopping block than the other stuff. Just because no matter what their star power is, you got to do something with it. It's like, I don't like people disrespecting my time. And this week particularly, I feel like my time is disrespected. I don't need to see bullshit. Anyway, you get a singles match MJF against Bryce Donovan. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck's Bryce Donovan? Are we having jobber matches now? This is what the AEW's been reduced to? You literally did the stereotypical superstars match where a guy comes out that I don't know with no interest already in the ring and then you have a heel just squash him, not even a baby face, or somebody we're trying to put. More horse shit. So now you're just eating my time. We're half an hour into you eating my fucking time, AEW. What's going on here? You know, their lead needs to get, get off of the fucking interviews and bragging about last week's ratings. Worry about this week's ratings. I'm never looking at what I did. I'm always looking at what the fuck I'm doing, which is why I'm always doing. That being said... Um, do we have anything good here? Let me see. I'm going to desperately dig just so I don't get too much AEW heat. Uh, let's, let's pray. Here's crossing fingers. I'll try to do an incantation. Unfortunately, I'm not God and I don't think he could even save this one, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to bring it up on the screen if I didn't delete it in fucking rage. Oh, there it is. Thank God. Get ready to boom and all that bullshit. That's not working. Now, what do we got going on here? The Sting and Darby return where they take on MJF and company. That was kind of cool. So, look, we'll, we'll go to that. There's a little bit of, of, of a light at the end of the tunnel. But, again, no matter how much good I show you, it's not going to overcompensate the shit that they should have been doing. You know what I mean? And, unfortunately, like, the honeymoon phase is over. They don't seem to know how to book past the honeymoon phase. This is cool. Sting shows up here, you know. They're booking good with Sting and, and, and Darby. They're doing a good job with that. And I and MJF running like a scalded dog, the little yellow son of a And Jim Ross. And then Darby being in the background in the trench coat with a mask. Look at that, even Chun Lee was surprised. Darby Allen. And Darby gets his heat back from being put out on injury. So stuff like this is fine. The Darby stuff, like I said before, they got him over. But it's like there's there's so much stuff here that doesn't belong and doesn't need to be here. 
and uh, it just doesn't do it just doesn't really do anything you know and I get it you want to sustain a weekly show but they need to like write it better and then unfortunately some of the things that they are booking that are long-term writing things don't work good like the next thing for example AWTNT title match Sammy Guevara defending against Ethan Page if he loses he he loses the title and the inner circle I know that they're going for shock value now but did anybody really believe that Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, member of the inner circle, was going to lose to Ethan Hawke, Ethan Page, Page, whatever the fuck? Like, that, that nobody knows who that is. There's not a person in the world that thought, woo, that was a false finish. Nobody for a moment thought that they were giving this guy a title. This could have been an AWTNT cock ring match instead of for the TNT title, and they wouldn't have given it to him versus Sammy Guevara. So why mess with everybody's emotions like this guy's actually going to leave? And this is another case kind of like with CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Guevara is one of those stars that's been elevated. He's been elevated like a Darby, like a Jungle Boy. What the fuck is he doing fighting Ethan Page? Lambert was more over than, than Page. Van Zandt was more over. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, so now we're, we're going to have this guy on the slow burn doing this kind of shit. Darby, on the other hand, white hot as always. Um, he did a shooting star. I mean, not, not Darby, Guevara. On the other hand, he did a shooting star to the outside that was beautiful. To think about. Sammy Guevara. Look at that. Star pressed to the outside. And yeah, Ethan caught him. So he's a little bit bigger than the NXT guy, I guess, at, at best here. There was a dangerous counter finish that he does here. Let's get this going. This was a little bit rough. I hope he didn't hurt his shoulder here. Oh, he my God. Grip, yeah, another person with the bad hurricane round. Unfortunately, Dar, I'm not, why do I keep saying that? Unfortunately, freaking Sammy, I hate to do it to you. But yeah, that was another bad hurricane round of bump. Everybody's fucking up hurricane rounders today. At least he didn't have the thud on his. Yeah, no, because their ring doesn't he thud. Got, he he got some of the rotation. Yeah, like I said, cause, and their ring doesn't thud. Anyway, TBS title tournament first round match: Serena D versus Karma Shida. Shida finally goes over. Deep dig digs into her with a chair. They do like sort of an injury angle. It would see with the Serenity lock, and then they have the pull apart. You guys know how that goes. And and. AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament final match of John Moxley against Ten. He kills him, bleeds him, bites him. You know, angry Moxley, and then he's out. Uh, Cody shows up with an "I will not turn" promo of all fucking things, and then it's interrupted by Andrade and Malachi. Who, and then Pac comes in as the running for him and sits down the uh, Malachi style, but flipping the double bird. That brings us to the main event, which is an eight-man tag team match: the Elites, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson with. Freaking Nakazawa against the Dark Artist, Kokabana, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Stu Grayson. Um, these guys, I like the costumes. In the spirit of Halloween, I'll show you the costumes. Oh, yeah, that was fine. You may not be able to disguise booking, but you can disguise costumes. We got another God of War. So that's cool. They got quite a match ahead of them here. Stu Grayson. Right, well, who is he again? Oh, Little, little Bo Peep. I don't even know. A God of War. One of them is uh. You're right. This is going to be a hell of a match. This. I like the fact that he he's freaking Brandon Cutler. Pence rivalry. Who the fuck is he? Who's he? Oh, he's Bambi. I see. Between the God of War. the same fucking size. I don't know who he is. Is he Adam Page or is he another Woody? The super elite. So they have those guys. And the elite have their own Ghostbusters. <laughs> Why is every time they do cow 
but every time they do costumes, they win every time. They pay for it, but nonetheless, they have its own lyrics too. And their opponents, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, the Elite. Which one's he got? Unbelievable. Well, the super elite set to do battle here with the Dark Order. Are they saying I ain't afraid of no push? I'm not sure what they say. I feel like that's what it was saying. I couldn't make it up by her. I ain't afraid of no push. That's fucked. Anyway, real quick here. Nakazawa's in that big fucking thing, right? <laughs> there we go here. Jim Ross's reaction to Nakazawa splashing him. That's the proton pack, not the proton pack. Too much, too much time, guys. Too much time wasted, and the world champion knows how to take advantage of that. Uno sent to the outside, and look at Nakazawa. Nakazawa with the splash on the outside. Yeah, why not? This match is just... <laughs> Good job. Baby Nakazawa knocked over. And put on the brakes and the ropes with John Silver's counters Gom and Geary. The cannonball sent John Silver gets to his feet. The uppercut to Omega. The pump kit. The Matt Jackson. Not- <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker is nuts. Yeah. Taking off his feet. I love the way he looked. Baby Nakazawa. He big baby body bump. <laughs> and then the proton pack thing really started to piss JR off here. <laughs> it's always funny with JR. wearing a cup. <laughs> The super elite are going to steal this once again. They're getting a proton pack. And look at oh, just, just insult it. to injury here. Proton yeah. pack. Well, protein pack. Pats of milk. Pro- what are we talking about proton. here? <laughs> the Dark Order. Well, if nothing else, I can tell you they can be used as four objects here. Dark Order surrounded in the center of the ring. The super elite. Told you. Look at that. That was from Ninja Turtles. Ghostbuster reference and Ninja Turtles. They would never use their proton packs oh that way. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, they just destroyed this guy. The super elite. They thought that that was going to be some an enemy, and it was Cutler. If you're he a Cutler. Because his mouth was take shot. He's whimpering. You can't. There's no whimpering in wrestling. There is tonight, JR. <laughs> but then wait a second. Who's the state puff marshmallow man? When you dress, well, let's get this bottom over here. Yeah, look, they caught him. Hell yeah. That's how that's friendship. NXT. Amazing the wonders when people actually know how to catch. You know, that's trust. That, that guy has friends for life now. They'll trust each other. Trust is hard to build, NXT. There might be some doubt the next time somebody takes nope. flight. Nobody there got sent to the back. Yeah. Coming out dressed as the Stay Puff in order to save your friends. That's cowboy shit. That's I'm sad I didn't get a buckshot Larry in that costume, though, because that would have made my fucking week. Wonderful stuff here. 
Dynamite doing 910,000 viewers, 0.40 in the 18 to 49 demographic. They still didn't hit that 1 million, even though they're back on their regular channel. Being gone for several re- weeks from uh, TNT or TBS, I think it hurt them. Yeah, they're 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 gonna have, they're gonna have to climb back up from that. But yeah, all that that time away from their regular channel, that will mess with you for sure. Mm-hmm. Because then everybody's gonna have to remember, like, oh, they're back on the regular place, and then they just start coming back. But yeah, that's uh, no fun. Yeah. Anything relevant with Raw? I'm literally don't have anything to say about Raw. Uh, I mean, we got Kevin Owens versus Biggie for the first time ever. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. that. Was a- and and was, end, I thought it was interesting that Owens was very apologetic about the mistake that he made during the match with Biggie, but Biggie still being the, the jovial, friendly guy he usually is, winds up hitting him with the big ending. Right, he hits him with it anyway. Like, that was great. Yeah. Was I didn't okay. expect that. I kind of like that, though. Like, yeah. Um, see, what else? It, it, it almost kind of comes off as if now that he's world champion, like, he's kind of a little more on edge, so it's just, it's the old DTA, just don't trust anybody. Yeah, the Donovan Dijak thing. You know, I got to see him fight against this guy. It wasn't as good with the candlesticks, the hardcore match. Um, everything just felt like it was repetitious. This, yeah, this was this was just another Raw. Like I'm trying to remember if there was anything else of significance. I'm literally just shooting off my mind with this. I stopped with the notes with that kind of stuff. I'm doing the news. That's it. That's almost guaranteed of me going yeah. forward. I don't give a fuck. What Becky else? and Bianca again. Yeah, nothing Yeah, really it started special. with the title match. Becky goes over Bianca. Um, you know, again. And apparently, I guess they're trying to start up a feud between her and Liv. Yeah, Ray gets DQ'd for Dom slapping Austin Theory and getting caught. Omos is running out, beating people up more. With his own music. Oh, yeah, RK Bro. I do like RK Bro's new music. Yes, that is nice. Um, well, That might be it. Yes, Unless anybody else has anything really... to say about Raw, speak now, forever hold your peace. That's how it's going to go from now on. I'm going to be holding my peace a lot. Yeah, that was, that was basically it. The main thing that Mattered, sort of, kind of. I'll take a quick look around and see, just in case. I'm forgetting something. I want to get off there because I'm forgetting off in a minute anyway. I'll just take a quick peek for you guys, see if there's anything. If I look at the results on CBS Sports or one of these places. Did we miss anything? Um. Oh, yeah. The freaking the tag champions get their asses kicked by a thrown-together team. Carmella and freaking Zelina Vega, so that's kind of disappointing. Oh, yeah. You know what it is because Queen Zelina bores me, and I've already decanonized it in my head. Like, fucking Carmella's the most beautiful sidekick in the world and shit. Yeah, and Graves getting to put her over. How lucky that is for the two of them. He gets to put her over before he puts her over. You know, Rollins with his ridiculous whole thing, which I'm getting kind of tired of. I know they're trying to go with the heel thing. Big Ian Owens, like you mentioned. And yeah, to think this whole match started because they made fun of her mask. Like, they're just doing childish adolescent high school shit. Um, you have Otis yep. who was hanging out with Gable, who was trying to mess with Biggie in the back when he called him a toe. You called, you turned him into a toe. That was just the funniest thing, because I love how he just acknowledged the fact that this motherfucker went from over to barely a jobber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RK Bro. Like, we talked about Omas coming out, we talked about blah, 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 blah. What else? We talked about the priest hijack thing. Where priest at the end goes crazy. This is the second time, and that's another thing I just thought about. Why is that becoming a thing? Where priest comes out and then he goes into a rage and goes crazy. It, on somebody? It's, it's relating, and this isn't even me knowing it, but it's just me guessing because their booking is that low level and lack of intelligence. The whole thing you see where on his graphic, it's one side a devil, one side heaven. It's like mood swings or some kind of bullshit. I don't know. 
Right. Because I've noticed the last two weeks it's been Dijak has done one particular thing, whether it'll throw the chair at him or beat him with the candlestick, and then Priest just snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just gets them the same. Yeah, nothing of nothing of the rest of this interests me. You know, we talked about the main important things. Raw was all right. You know, it wasn't yeah. anything special. They didn't take any chances. They stead the path, stayed the path, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, but I very much did enjoy uh, Halloween Havoc, um, despite all of the botches, which there was a tremendous amount of botches. I can't sit here with you guys and act like there wasn't. Like holy shit, the whole week was botchy. Yeah. This was a rough one. You know, the entire week was like a big, fat mess, you know. And uh, again, a lot of that, I think, has to do with just the state of this company. You know, the simple state of the fact that they're letting too many green people on the main roster right now and that they want to make a point out of switching people. And that there's not a justified reason to do it, but it is something that they are doing. Because they have enough yes men back there who will just roll with it. Well, it seems like the yes men at this point are controlling the the boat it's even worse they look in the mirror and go that's a good idea right yeah Mm-hmm. all right folks well don't forget we do all kinds of other stuff on this channel this is our home base of operations things happen throughout the week the halloween special this past week our halloween halloween you will was a renowned success so thank you the views went through the roof and help thank you for helping me keep my consistent streak seven years in a row of crazy ass halloween content a couple of games were beaten couple of more will be continued things like that throughout the week as the events go on and with that i also want to thank our live chat room george and quest thompson stasis dreams bloodluster spartan jesus uh, cabigon willie v2 Verid- veridiana adventure brother zog uh, as well as everybody who's been listening across all of the various platforms and podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and all the other popular places that podcasts are found. Tune in next week. This has been Talk Brunch Live, episode 489, hosted by yours truly, Rick Darry, K. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin Soglo Frazier, we're out of here. I will expect more next week, God. Shut it down.